Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pop Salsa. That looks salsa. like we're a little hot. Let me just turn on. Yeah, there you go. I am your host. I am your chip. We are your chips. We are your chips. <laughs> chips of information. Yes. Uh, my name is Joel. I'm here with my good buddy Ernesto. Hello, chip, 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 chip. That's good. <laughs> chip, chip. Like a Pokemon, chip. Oh man, Pokemon. That's been going on for decades. Yeah, almost thirty years now, right? Oh and goodness. Yeah. Wasn't didn't they just early in the summer announce that Ash finally became a Pokemon master? Yeah. Which like what, what was the wait? Yeah. Why so soon. I know. Right? <laughs> like you know, he did never ages. Yeah. Which the, ten, was, the the perpetual ten year old. Yeah. Yeah. That's ripped. Did he ever? <laughs> did he ever go home? I don't even know. I don't think so. No, then your mom's just gone. Just Professor Oak is banging his mom. <laughs> Were you ever like that big of a fan of, of, of the Pokemon? Pokemon? Yeah. yeah, I was. Yeah. When I was in the Philippines, it was the you know the new hot thing. And then that's and, it. Yeah. Was it in English or was it English? Okay. Yeah, it was in English. Uh, but I only I only did the first one fifty. Yeah, me too. And then I don't know anymore. I kind of lost track when there was like an ice cream cone as a Pokemon. Yeah. What the heck? I, uh, <laughs> I do one, I'll do you one better. There's one that's an ice not ice cream cone. You said that right? There's <laughs> yeah. one that's a, a pile of garbage. Yeah. It's literally a sentient pile of garbage. Muck. Is Muck. It it's just oh, that's <laughs> it's calm backwards. <laughs> <laughs> It is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it is. Wow, the more Our you childhood. Know. <laughs> Our childhoods. Yeah, I mean, there was like the, the original 150, right? And then right. there was the, the 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 ones with the birds, the magic birds. They're like Ho-Ho. Ho-Ho and, and Zapdos and, and Firebird or something. <laughs> and then, and then the col- Yeah, it culminated with the Lugia movie. Right. From there on, it just kept on evolving and evolving. And then it, I was just like, what is the point of all these Pokemon? Yeah. Like, yeah. some were literally just like hieroglyphs. Yeah, I want to know how this planet looks. Because there's Crawling so there's like, like there's so many, like, <laughs> islands and continents and and countries. I don't know. It's the size of Jupiter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as far well, as we know, there might be Pokemon in Jupiter. Right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> if, if their god is literally a Pokemon, which it is. Yeah. And I, I weigh not. I yeah. Know. So, like, timeline-wise, right? Mew 2. Mew 2 was supposed to be, like, the most powerful Pokemon, right? Right. Is he still the most powerful Pokemon? Or no. Or just barking up the wrong tree? We're barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> there's, I, 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 there's one that I read. I don't know it. Like, I don't keep up with it. But I know there's one where it's literally a god. Like, it goes... Yeah. It, it jumps, I don't know, realities, I guess. Like, temporal realities and timelines. Um, yeah, I, I'm lost. <laughs> I'm, I don't know anymore. It's like uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, we were told that Exodia was the <laughs> most powerful one, and then all of a sudden, no, there's more. Right, right. Well, there's there's more, and the, the first episode, and the next episode, they just throw Exodia into the water, right? Yeah. And that's it? Yeah. It's like, it's, okay. It's, it, I mean, it's a record. I, I did, I enjoyed Yu-Gi-Oh! more than, more so than over Pokemon. Yeah. It yeah. felt more interactive. The game, the playing of the game was pretty cool. Um, I always wanted the, the deck thing you put on your oh, arm. Oh, like the, the... forearm sleeve. Right, the city duel yeah. thing. Yeah, that was really cool. That was pretty cool, but it was always too broke. To, to <laughs> I just watch one. it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch the, the, the neighborhood uh, children with envy. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend duel with monsters. Or yeah, exactly. Uh, but what you've been watching, man? How's it been? This good, past week? good. It's it's finally cooling down. Ah, uh, finally, yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm at those moments where I need to wear a blanket at night. Yeah. So I'm like, yes, thank you. Very yeah, much. I was I was telling my girlfriend in the morning, it felt so good to be cold at night. Right. Oh, 
Gosh, <laughs> I might get a cold. I, I might get sick because I'm like just like oh god, it's so cold. It feels so nice. But the change of the change of seasons always fucks me up too. So hopefully. Yeah, that too. Like I'm like yeah, I don't know. I hopefully that doesn't happen to me. Mm-hmm. Like sick gets knocks me out. Yeah. But I've been watching uh, Altered Carbon. I seen that on on Netflix. Yeah. I, I put it on my queue when it lived in my queue for like two years. Finally got rid of it. I was like yeah, whatever. It's, it's not too bad. It's it's fairly short. It's yeah. like eighteen episodes across two seasons, and it, it's essentially Blade Runner on steroids. Really? Yeah. It's uh, it has that feel of Blade Runner in terms of like what is humanity, what is real. Mm-hmm. If we we are gods now, we control our own genome and stuff like yeah. that. But it's it's fairly compelling, and the main character is Rick Flag. Really? Yeah. So he's pretty freaking good in that. Rick Flag and, and uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah. And, but, and uh, Anthony uh, Mackie. Yeah. Yes. From. The Falcon, well, Captain America. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's in there, but there's a narrative reason for it. Okay. Yeah, because the whole idea is around the humans no longer can are restricted to their bodies. That seems cool. Yeah, so they call the bodies now sleeves. So essentially, <laughs> <laughs> like a snake or, or another kind of thing. Or, or Bender would call them a meat bag. <laughs> a meat bag, right? <laughs> was ahead of its time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, like apparently we they found this alien technology as every new technology happens in the future. What are they doing there? I know what are they doing on there? Playing tetherball, right? Pull racquetball. Pull like But everyone's implanted with something called like uh, a stack, and essentially that's us. Mm-hmm. So if our body dies, we can we can just they are just playing racquetball. Yeah, now that I notice it, it's, it's like it's racquetball. Poof, poof. But you can just pass your body and everything you know to another body. That's, I mean, there are more implications of that, like anything in, in the sciences, but that seems like an interesting concept for a way to, to extend the human life. Like, yeah, Like, yeah. just download yourself onto another receptacle. Yeah, it's it, it's very, like, Blade Runner-y in terms yeah. of its noir. You know, there's a lot of those uh, those dialogues where the, he talks to himself. He has monologues like, oh, my oh, gosh, nice. this city is dirty. Not like that, but, not you know. Rorschach. Yeah, not Rorschach. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's from Blade Runner noir, but it's also from the cyberpunk kind of genre where, you know, corporations control everything. Like, yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, what's, yeah. what's what else is <laughs> <laughs> right, it's, it, it's taken to the degree where they live, you know, in the sky, mm-hmm. while all of us kind of live on the ground where it's just pollution. The normal people, right? Exactly. Before. Yeah, and they can live for like. There's a character who lives for 360 years, and that seems excessive. Yeah, and basically he's bored, right? Yeah, he's he's a rich bored, right? And that <laughs> and that as a result trickles down to humanity. Where you know, does he start hunting humans? Uh, not hunting, but you know, gladiatorial combat. Yeah, yeah so it's like you know, but the thing is, it's a twisted version because it's this married couple. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to kill each other, and whoever wins, I'll upgrade your sleeve. Whoever loses, I downgrade your sleeve, whatever that means. And I'm, I'm guessing that the population that lives on Earth is just desperate enough to go for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like Elysium. Yeah. Where there's the poor people living on Earth, and then the uber-rich have their own. Right, right. But if in this case, Elysium made it seem like, oh, Earth is dying slowly. This yeah. is just, this is the way of life. This is how it is. Like this is, we can't do anything about it. The corporations won. As it is now, is it real? It will ever always be so, so, so <laughs> shit like that, right? The book of Joel. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, exactly. Yeah, that that's the cyberpunk. It's it's too late. This is the way. It's like uh, like Blade Runner. Yeah. There's no grand aspirations. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna save the world. No. Yeah. This is. 
life. Did summer. you see Blade Runner 2049? No. 2029? 49? 49? With uh, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. I was going to say something else. Yeah, so... But no. So, <laughs> at the end of the, the OG, well, one of the many endings to, to, the, to Blade <laughs> Runner, um, it was kind of implied that the dude was a replicant. Right. Right? So, right. I was wondering if they touched on which ending that they touch on in the 20s. He's a replicant. He is? Yeah, yeah. There's the one where uh, it's... I haven't watched the yeah. newer one, but... The most accepted one is the director's cut, mm-hmm. and there's a scene where he looks into the camera and it's like there's a shimmer in his eye, and uh, some okay. say that oh my gosh it's just you know an error in editing or a lens flare, but the director came forward and said yeah that's he's a replicant, okay, which is a little on the nose you know, but yeah, and at the times what like eighty something yeah. seventy some shit when the movie came out the big twist like like uh, Psycho the the big mm. twist was the first. The first act, you're following this character, and then at the beginning of Act Two, boom, she gets killed. Right, right. And so yeah. it was, I guess, it was, sauce. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the twist of the time, no? Right, yeah, no, yeah, definitely. I could definitely see that, yeah. Uh, anything else you've been watching? Uh, I finished Lucifer. Yeah. Which is like a, on the other side of Walter <laughs> Carbon, and yeah, and it's uh, it was sad. It was sad. sad. Yeah. Is it, uh, so I know I remember Lucifer, mm-hmm. or was I might be thinking of Constantine. They got canceled and then they got picked up by one of the, the streaming services, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's uh, like Lucifer is, I think it was under Vertigo Comics, mm-hmm. right? And which is under DC. Mm-hmm. So there were in, there was actually an episode of, uh, I, I don't know, Legends of Tomorrow, which is yeah. a DC show where they work with Constantine mm-hmm. and Constantine goes to an Earth, Lucifer's Earth. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like he meets Lucifer and it's okay, kind of so like subtle. Basically the same. In, right. In well, it's a different Earth. Multiverse. Yeah, yeah it's multiverse, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Lucifer was a vertical property, but it was mostly worked with Nate Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman. Yeah, and then yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's one of those Neil Gaiman properties, you know, that subverts Sandman, sand yeah, man yeah. that subverts the typical like, oh, it's the devil, but he's kind of. It's boring, much you know? more than just the facade, like exactly. You, depends on how many times you read the 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 book, you'll find a different meaning each time. It's exactly. Those type, of, those type of things. Yeah, it's fairly deep. I mean, Lucifer, of course, was for TV before it got canceled and it picked up by Netflix. Yeah. But the, you know, the subversion of tropes is there mm-hmm. with like, Lucifer trying to, he's not this almighty as he is in the Bible and stuff like that. He's just a regular dude, angel, <laughs> and he's trying to find his way, right? Because like supernatural, it builds on the lore. Like, oh my gosh, he's, he's devil, isn't evil incarnate. He can make people explode. Yeah. And then this Lucifer is like, I just need a drink and an orgy <laughs> and I'm happy or something so like it's that. more like Constantine. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay. you could definitely, yeah, definitely, you can see the parallels. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I watched uh, *Malignant*, mm. which is the new HBO Max uh, horror thriller movie. Yeah. Uh, just off the bat, I've said this before. I've told you this a whole bunch of times. I've desensitized myself to horror movies, mm. so I'm not gonna be here like, oh my god, it's the scariest thing <laughs> in the world. Because it's rare, right? To see. For me, yeah. yeah just, know. just it's been so long that in so many movies that I basically see the twist. Mm. Like, yeah. way in the beginning. So it's, and then, like, knowing the script writing process and knowing how to formulate stories myself, it kind of ruins the magic a little. It's like, doubly, doubly yeah. ruins, right? Because you know, you're not really, it'll scare you. Mm-hmm. So what? And then, but you know where the twists are coming. Yeah. But this one, it did surprise me. Mm-hmm. I, was, I wasn't scared, but it, it did surprise me that, like, the twist of the, of the movie where mm-hmm. it turns out that the, 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 you know, the big reveal was that she has a conjoined twin. Oh, okay, so 
it's something that built towards that rather yeah. than it being explicit at the beginning. Oh, so. well, they they kind of touch on it a little bit, but they mm. don't they don't um make it like they don't really focus on it oh. until when shit starts going. Oh no, yeah, <laughs> and um like she she mentions that she sees um I think it's Gabriel that's what she calls it. Gabriel's talking to her. Gabriel this and then, mm-hmm. and then it, she refers to him as the devil. Oh, so you get the sense that maybe she there's a uh, a spirit falling around or something. Some poltergeist activity, right? Starts happening, but then it just turns that it's you know spoilers, she, but yeah, spoilers, spoil a lot, lots and lots, lots of spoilers. Of spoilers. <laughs> it turns out that the the they couldn't when she was a, a teenager, I guess mm. they couldn't. They tried to treat her, you know, with therapies and stuff like this, so she could have a better handle over conjoined twin. But they decided that it was the best option was to remove as much of the, of the twin as they can. They could. They couldn't get it all because they shared the brain. Right. So what they did was that they stuffed the, the twin into the, her cranium and sealed it up. Right. And it was released because she had it. She, there was an incident that released the, that cracked her, her skull, the back of her skull open. Uh-huh. And it that released the, the demon twin. Twin. Yeah. <laughs> Spirit. <laughs> Uh, so it's at first it baits you in terms of making it like a demon yeah. or an angel. So it kind of it leans credence to that mythology. Mm-hmm. But in hindsight, it's it's science. It's literally it's he, well, fake. Uh, yeah, yeah, science, it's, yeah. Far, it's a far fetched type of science. Yeah, but it's thing. rooted in what could possibly happen. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, there has been. I, I do remember reading a story that some dude like he had a legit face, like it was a twin, uh-huh. everything. And but the it, the the twin the the face in the back of his head couldn't do anything aside from like smile or I like, think I know what you're talking basic about basic stuff. But oh, then gosh. the guy would repeat that would would say that at nights or lonely times he had that the face would talk to him. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so like that type of shit. Right, right, and so that that was the twist. And mm-hmm. oh gosh, that's yeah. It, it's in, like I'm not gonna dive in deeper because like it I it's a really interesting take on a horror movie. Yeah. Quote, quote, like, <laughs> loosely horror movie. And it's refreshing. I mean, it, it a lot is, of horrors yeah. tend to do that, you know, stupid jump scare crap. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the music goes low and you already know it's coming. Yeah. But it's super loud. But or uh, or just, you know, the one in the background where yeah. the character doesn't see, but you see it. It's yeah. Yeah. It's, it's There's the tropes, mm-hmm. definitely. Either it's a slasher type of horror movie, mm-hmm. it's a paranormal type of movie, yeah. or a jump scare type of movie. Oh, God. And... Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. The, the the jump scare is like the most cheapest way to get somebody scared. Yeah. Uh, but this one kind of deviates from that. It it points you towards one direction, but then it just makes a hard left turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I haven't even watched it, but just imagining, you know, a face underneath her skull. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucked up. Is it up. moving? Like, it, I, I like there's things I like I want to tell you about. I'll tell you off, off, <laughs> off air. But it's it's fucked up because like you think it's weird. It's <laughs> <laughs> goodness. All right. Yeah, and then like we're we're getting closer to the uh, the spooky month. Oh, we're in September. Spooky. It's Halloween, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Spooky. Yeah. <laughs> no, December. <laughs> uh, we're in we're in mid September already, which this fucking year is going quick. It really is. Yeah. It's, next next week is October, right? It is. Two weeks from now. Two weeks from now, it's October. So we're like my girlfriend and I are ramping up the watching the scary stuff. Oh, what's on your list? X Files. X Files. Oh, oh yeah, X Files <laughs> is really good. I haven't watched it. Yeah. You know, forgive me. <laughs> But just the music creeps me out. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the music and the images they go through. You know, you're yeah. like a teenager, young kid, and you're watching this stuff, and it's like, oh my yeah. gosh. I used to watch X Files uh, when I was a kid. Mm. Like you would think X Files being like popular in the 2000s, but it really started in like '92. Yeah. So it's been around for a long, long time. Yeah. And the the first couple ep- the first couple episodes in the season, it's very campy. Mm. But from there on out, it picks up this formula with like seven. Or like a number of uh, of episodes in the season that are like focused on the horror, mm-hmm. and then a number that are focused on like the on like the alien type of shit, and right. then another another batch that is just wacky. So it's like oh cool okay it's like cloaked in procedural, but mm-hmm. it subverts it because it's aliens and monsters yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So do you want some water? No, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. We started too late. It's <laughs> <laughs> too late. I'll yeah. suffer. Uh, but yeah, so like that's on the list right oh. now. We're watching. Um, on Netflix, a series on Netflix called The Haunting of Hill House. The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Mm. We started yesterday, and mm. was, as, like, the movie, as the, the, the TV shows ramped up, I, it started reminding me of this movie starring Liam Neeson back in 1999. Right. Liam Neeson, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Liv Tyler, and Luke Wilson. No, oh, wow. Owen Wilson. Oh. Owen Wilson, yeah. Okay. Wow. Oh, <laughs> you like, uh, no, the whole cast, so that's the movie. Yeah. And it's basically like the Liam Neeson plays a, a psychologist who takes a bunch of people who are having nightmares uh-huh. and puts them in this haunted house to uh-huh. study them on the, in the facade of a sleep study, but he's he's actually studying fear, their fear receptacles. Oh. But the house is, like, alive. How, so how have I not heard of this? It's terrible. Okay. <laughs> we watched the trailer yesterday, and it's <laughs> horrific. <laughs> but the cast. The cast is pretty, pretty well, A-tier, put together. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, they make you, one you amalgamation. Have, you have to take, <clears throat> take into the... the consideration the time you know the ni- late 1990s so right. 99 the, uh-huh. the only really one who's done something good i would say at that point was um liam neeson with Schindler's list right and everybody right. else they were either doing like uh um you know buddy movies like or rom-coms yeah rom-com right, that type right. of shit Catherine zeta jones was in the the, the mask mm. of zorro so right. Bringing them together, I see what you're saying. The cast as an ensemble, <laughs> that's one it, entity. Yeah, looking <laughs> at them now, the hindsight, you know, 2020, but in uh, that, the parlance, the parlance of those times, right, right, you know, right. You're, kind of, you're kind of, you know, walking the line there. But we were, we we're seeing it, and it turns out that the both the movie from '99 and the uh, 1999 and the the Netflix series, uh, season one and two, there are adaptations of a book from the from the 50s. Oh, the wow. haunting! Which, oh, cool! Yeah, so we've only seen two episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's it's it was it was billed as like the scariest series on on Netflix. You know, right? Clickbait type of right, or like you know the top five. Four yeah, that type or, of shit. Right. So we're watching it, and it's not like again not scary, but it has some twists. Mm-hmm. But what I don't like is that it saves it toward the end of the episode. Oh, that's the payoff is a little late then. Yeah, so you say you 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 suffer through this right. terribleness. Right. <laughs> well, not, I don't want to say terribleness. It's kind of harsh, but you suffer through the, the cliche kind yeah, of you know the everyday easy. you know what's happening mystery. And then boom, right. big switch. Right. Big like, reveal. It, turns out it was them all. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the big Scooby Doo reveal. Right. You would have gotten away with it. <laughs> yeah. So I mean again, tell tell the the listeners out there to and my my good friend here Ernesto to you know give it a chance, watch it, make up your own opinions. Yeah. Uh, to everything we say. Yeah. Um, and I've also been watching uh, Making a Murderer. 
on Netflix. <laughs> oh I'm late, like five years. <laughs> but it is fucking wild. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. It's fucking wild. Is it like the dictator one where they bring murderers and they no, compare and no, it's, it, it revolves around this dude in Minnesota, <laughs> Stephen Avery, who was in the eight, like the eighties, was um, falsely convicted of rape. Mm-hmm. And then he got out. He was suing the county for false conviction, right. for false imprisonment. Millions of millions of dollars on the line. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, they found some dead lady's car on his property. Oh, goodness. And then, like, the whole first season focuses on that trial and, and all that shit. The fu- oh, my God. It pisses me off thinking about it. <laughs> oh, but no. then the second season focuses on he hires a new lawyer who's, mm-hmm. who... Uh, specializes on overturning wrong convictions right and she just starts going to work and she finds a whole shitload of stuff that was like why wasn't any of this in the first trial right right and then like it she's starting to unravel some fucked up yeah what's pointing to towards a fucked up conspiracy that that homeboy was framed yeah like legit like legit the the cops planted evidence it's super complicated go exactly and a lot of the the recent shit, this this is happening. I think it, it aired two thousand nineteen or, or something like that. So it's pretty recent. Mm-hmm. So and you could you could go online and see the the news of of the trials because it's not just um, Stephen Avery. Right. They also got his um, you know slow kind of mentally challenged. Now, I don't want to say like full on uh, mentally challenged, mm-hmm. but he's the learning deficit. Mm-hmm. He has an IQ of like seventy. He's oh, like no, basically like talking to a doorknob. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they they caught they couldn't they they caught him in as well, trying to bolster the case against David Avery. They coerced a, a confession out of this poor kid. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. So it's it's fu- it's fucking wild. Yeah, that is wild. And yeah. like, but well, I probably have to watch it. Right. Yeah. Like, to what end? Like, what are they trying to? I feel like they're they're trying. The, the state of Wisconsin doesn't want to admit that they fucked up. Right, naturally, but yeah. what? It, it, it's just like they've dug their hole deeper, <laughs> trying to keep people from finding out that they screwed up. Yeah, and it's fucked up because like it shines a light of the on the criminal justice system. Right, and the federal laws protecting, um, not protecting, but limiting the rights of, of people who are convicted. You know, right. like you get convicted, you obviously have a chance for an appeal. Right, but to some extent. You get cut your legs cut off. Right. So like there was this law that happened after the Oklahoma uh, bombing in the nineties that Bill Clinton like wanted to push through against in in an effort to fight terrorism, mm. but it left the the rules like vague. Right. So it's really up to the interpretation of whoever's being of the judge who's ever being presented to. Right. They're loop. They're loopholes. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so wow. they're they're exploiting the 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 state of Wisconsin is exploiting those. You know, vague terms of the law to fuck just to keep fucking these people over. Right, right. Jesus. Yeah. Sounds compelling. It's very. It's, <laughs> it's a little long. Right. Uh, it's ten episodes each a season. Not too bad. An hour each. How many seasons? Just two. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Not too bad. I get the feeling that there might be more coming because this case is still. Even now, presently. Yeah, I mean, they they went. They tried to get it to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said no, and then so the the state's ruling is is upheld. Mm-hmm. But you know that doesn't mean they they're not gonna stop trying. Right. And right. Jesus, give it up, Wisconsin. Just, yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, it's it's writing on the wall and mounds um like a huge amount of um, evidence that oh shit that she <laughs> that she's that she's uncovering that supports the argument that 
A, he's innocent, and B, he was he was um, set up. Wow. And then that, uh, they're just like red taping and yeah, stonewalling. Yeah. Oh, wow. I could see how this would piss you off. It's like, <laughs> it's right there. It's obvious. And yeah. then they just go left. Wow. Yeah, and it's funny, though, because like when the first one came out, the first season came out in 2015, it's obviously stirred up a bunch of shit. Right. And then the second season opens with all the shit that's being stirred up but that the that the state is commenting on, right? So wow, it's so funny. It's a Netflix show during, yeah, it's, it's like being worked show. on, yeah. right? Yeah, it's like a live show, like live in Wisconsin. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's it's like, uh, it's, mm, like these who done it type of shows, like the ID murder mystery type of shit. Mm. It was interesting to to me to some extent, but now that um. I just put it on in the background while I'm working, mm. and I, I find myself like, "Oh my god, no way, <laughs> <laughs> no way, right?" <laughs> like I, I just watched one today about the um, apparent in the '80s, some dude started blowing up Mormon people. Oh goodness! Okay, <laughs> like, started uh, planting bombs to, towards people that were affiliated with the Mormon Church in, uh-huh. in Utah, uh-huh. and it turned out that he was a forger. Oh. And he was forging documents to sell for like uh, an insane amount of money. Uh-huh. But when he was coming up short, he kind of panicked. So he started decided to start blowing people. Up. <laughs> it's it's wild. Wow, yeah. it is. It's been people, man. Yeah, I, I don't think it was going to be that interesting, and it really wasn't. Uh-huh. But just the whole, you know, it's and it to its credit, it's only three episodes, so I didn't have to sit through the ten episode thing for 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 the payoff. Right. But it was it was interesting, yeah. nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> just just like you know the left field I was a forger but I decided to blow people up and it's yeah. just but like it was crazy though because some of his, his forgery was so good that even the the FBI was like this shit is legit oh wow yeah it, it was that good yeah why did he start you know blowing <laughs> panicked and started like they will find out yeah I mean it, he it was he was finding documents that um, either supported or contradicted the Mormon uh, religion ideology Mm -hmm. the faith Mm -hmm. and obviously something that that threatens the your beliefs the they weren't going to take it lightly you know so they decided the the church wanted to buy up all the the documents he was finding yeah in an effort to either prove or disprove his claims or what was written on the page but in that process he had found a uh an oath like one of the first documents printed in the united states about the the oath of freedom or some shit like that Mm -hmm. Like, a very important document, I guess, lost for the ages or whatever. Right. And and then when that that was going to go for about, like, one and a half million or something. Oh, goodness. But I guess he just, it got to a point where he couldn't um, wait or he felt that it was going to be disproven by these people, that these experts that the church worked to, to bring in. Right. So he decided that it was time for them to go. Yeah. Oh, wow. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, fuck, it's, it's, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know Mormons you think some of the nicest people right and, but to the extent they yeah. defend right yeah. um, uh, let's see what we can talk about you want to open up on the sad one yeah Norm McDonald yeah that came out of nowhere I know I mean he I did well I don't know him personally obviously no. but I, I didn't see him for a very uh, you know personal not personal what is it? He didn't really want it in the limelight kind yeah, of person. Yeah, trying to keep it to himself. Right, right. Yeah. Which you know, there's, there's, you, a lot of especially like celebrities, they that they do have the "Hey, look at me" mentality. Yeah. 
where um, they do whatever it is, you know, they decide to, you know, either they're sick or, you know, whatever gender they want to be, whatever, they, they put it out into the world so they could get that, their attention. And right. it felt like Norm MacDonald just, you know, kept his struggles to himself, just like Chadwick Boseman, you know, kept yeah. his struggles to himself, decided it was a private matter when, when it began, and unfortunately uh, he lost that battle. Yeah. And it's been, it was going on for... Mm, like 10 years? 10 years? Yeah, yeah. Good, for, a good, for a while. For a while, and then... I am assuming he still, you know, performed, mm-hmm. you know, did yeah. his jobs and stuff like that, but it never came out, which, which is, I, I, how morbid as it sounds, it's, it's very respectful mm-hmm. to someone who separates that personal to the stage life. Yeah. Right? It's a, someone, like you said, they just come up like, Hey, look, what's this new thing that I can, you know, exploit and stuff like that. Yeah. For him, it's, it's just, you know, it's separate. Mm-hmm. Who wants to hear about me, you know? getting cancer exactly yeah and like there, there is that argument of like that, that people would be like yeah he let like ex celebrity um, reveal these news to raise awareness mm. and i'm not i'm not doubting that but yeah. there's always there's always the, that mentality of hey somebody's ha- i'm not getting enough to attention today so let's do something right right you know, i'm not trying to say like <clears throat> it's selfish but you know you can't not think of that yeah and then someone like his caliber it's not going to go quietly. No. Yeah, it's, it's going to... Yeah. Which is, which is you know, respectful to, to him and his family for, for doing that. Yeah. Um, you know, RIP. Do you have any favorite moments of Norm MacDonald? SNL? SNL. SNL. Probably his stint in SNL. Yeah. Like, I don't watch <laughs> SNL, but when I did, usually what kept me glued on the screen was his performances. Yeah. He played... Um, he was a really good character in My Name is Earl. Oh, that's right. He, he was. <laughs> yeah, he Ooh. was like his rival. Oh, okay. And yeah, then, I vaguely remember. Like right. the rich asshole of the of the the county. <laughs> I think I remember. I hear his voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a whole bunch of the, of that generation of, of comics like Artie Lang and Norm Macdonald, Davis Bain, yeah. who for for one reason or another hold a special part in. In our hearts. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we lost uh, Norm Macdonald, and it was crazy. Like I was, I was, I, I, opened up the new the the Yahoo news page, and I saw his picture, but I didn't read the article. Mm-hmm. And then when I scrolled back up, and then it said remembering Norm Macdonald, like what the oh, fuck? Oh yeah, yeah. It just came out of nowhere. It really did. Yeah, I remember pulling up my feed and just you know all the news outlets were covering it. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, tomorrow's Batman Day. Oh, it is! Yay! Batman <laughs> Day. With, yeah. Segway. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. Transition. So what are you going to do for Batman Day? Anything special? Batman-sized uh, cookies? Oh, wait. No, wait. No. That's not right. What about Batman Day? Miss my parents? Miss your parents? Fight crime? I don't know. Fight crime. Beat up mentally. mentally <laughs> 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 mental patients? Get an award? <laughs> yeah. A- award, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Uh, if any day should be Batman's day, it should be Adam West's birthday. It really should. Yeah, yeah it really should. If any day. Yeah. It, I, it says that, um, I was reading the article you posted, and it said that they, it's because of the first, uh, the Detective Comics 2039? Yeah. It was the first edition of Batman, and that's when it released, but it, it says also says that it was you, released like, like more around June. 19, yeah, yeah. June 1937. Something like that. So it's like, it's like literally the, the story of Jesus. Like, right, yeah. yeah <laughs> we totally. celebrate his birthday on Christmas, December 25th, but like uh, we could check back looking at the stars, and it, it indicates that he was roughly born in like in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, go capitalism. 
Yeah. But yeah, I'm I, I might go to a comic book store yeah. and pick something up. Which one's your local comic book? Uh I mean it's ours, I think. <laughs> well there's there's one close to here on Arroyo. Is there? Yeah. What did it call? I I don't remember. But it's like a comic book hobby shop. Like Comic Odyssey, something like that? Something like that, something yeah. Like that. It's it's on Del Mar and Arroyo. Oh, cool. No, yeah. I'm gonna go to Comic Factory, um, <laughs> the one by PCC, Colorado. I yeah. saw, I drove by there the other day, and there was like a big line. On, yeah, I think it was Saturday. Comic Book Day. Saturday? Yeah, I think so. Really? I thought wasn't Comic Book Day Wednesdays, or they moved? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> now I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know what would warrant. Oh, I think I think there was a, an artist. An artist? Yeah, doing signings. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think that was it. That makes sense because I I did see people dressed up. There was a really long line though. I saw that too. Yeah. Like, went to. McDonald's around the corner, so it must have been someone. Someone big. heavy, yeah. Mm. Shit, little fella. Well, how come we're not in the know to this? <laughs> like, where where do they find these? Well, you know, the, how the do they times get this out? the times we've been there, I feel like they they're too a little snobby. The people who run yeah, that place, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like low they're, key. <laughs> yeah, they're like um, meltdown comics type of <laughs> type of thing. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're yeah, you're right, huh? I remember you could rent anime in that. I don't know if they do that anymore. Who was like rent a, stuff? You're right. <laughs> you're right. It's an old man's game. I, as I look at my blockbuster card in my wallet. Yeah, you still have that. Yeah, I still have it. Yeah. Oh gosh, a relic from the past. From my way past. When was the last time there was still a, a, <laughs> a blockbuster? A blockbuster. I have no idea. I, there might still Ooh. be one though. No? Like. Oh, and uh, I think it's in Oregon. Oregon? Yeah, the last, the quote-unquote last blockbuster. They 2010. Like, it's like a B&B and stuff like that. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Damn. Yeah, my old address. Yeah, that's the, that's where it was. East Hill? Yeah, up here somewhere. Up here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In some direction. Some, yeah, just point <laughs> every direction on the, on the possible camp, com- compass. Yeah. yeah. So there it goes. Yeah. Yeah. God, Jesus. That's dude. a, that's a relic of generations will never know. It was just 2007, look. 2007. Yeah, a blockbuster, I guess, was a thing, and it slowly went away. Yeah, quickly. Yeah, I, I do remember walk the the last time I walked into a blockbuster, and it was just basically empty. Yeah, yeah. It was sad. Yeah, I remember I was in high school, and I would rent a lot of games in blockbuster. blockbuster? Yeah, I remember they're trying to branch out. There was probably inklings that they're going to fail if they're yeah. branching out to video games. But yeah, they had like deals. You rent one, and if you beat it in a day, you can come in and rent another one for free. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That probably attributed to them going under though. <laughs> <laughs> probably, <laughs> definitely. I mean, they. I've. I. I do remember the, my local blockbuster. Blockbuster, which is was in Altadena on Lake, mm-hmm. the one that was way the fuck up there. Yeah. It took a while for them to adopt Blu-ray. <laughs> a while. Are, are they individually owned, like franchise? Yeah, probably. So, what, so there's like a guy like you know, no, Blu-ray <laughs> is not the way to go. You know, just holding it, holding the tides. Still holding on to Betamax. Right. <laughs> yeah, this is the way to go. Obviously, laser discs. <laughs> <laughs> he goes on his whole spiel on why laser discs are better than Blu-ray. Like that. Yeah, that's that's wild, man. Yeah. Talking about um, a relic of the past, Nolan. <laughs> no, right no longer working with Warner Brothers right that's wild yeah it is what's their relationship 20 20 years, 20 years? all his movies pretty basically, much basically right? like, aside from Memento I think right basically all the movies from there on out were Warner Brothers yeah and I like I mean Relic of the Past because like that's how it used to be back back in the early days of Hollywood yeah a director signed on to a, a production company for 
40 years or whatever the fuck, or right. 40 movies. <laughs> and back then, they would crank them out in a year and a half. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah he, he has to be one of, you know, the, the main founders that put WB more on the map, so, I mean. Yeah, post-90s. Yeah. Like, well, post-Fox, I'll mm. say. Like, when Fox became, like, the big thing it was with the, a bunch of those, those 80s uh, action movies. Yeah. And then Star Wars in the 70s. Yeah. There was a low, I, I would imagine, for, for Warner Brothers. Or they, they focused more on, like, the small time, not the big spectacle type of movies. But yeah. then when Nolan rolled up, everything changed for them. <laughs> right. It's like, a, you know, the new hot thing comes in. It's like, I want to work with you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's crazy. And, and he's going to Universal, which is uh, another one of those old-timey um, movie studios that recently was bought up by... Was it, was it Universal? No, it was MGM. Yeah. So exactly. I, I was going to say, he's got the Basil's money back. Then, <laughs> it was Universal. Yeah, it was MGM that uh, gobbled up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As the movie he's going to make, the his first one, which is uh, uh, about, around the Oppenheimer and the Manhattan product, right. project. Right. Like, what's, how's that going to be handled? I have no... Uh, it's, it's weird. <laughs> it's a grandiose thing. Right. It's like, it's going to be the super, you know, dramatic scene where it blows, the bomb blows up and it's like, it takes 30 minutes because it gets everyone's angles or something. Yeah. I don't, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it seems, I don't know what the Nolan twist is going to be. It's, it's got to be something to fuck with time. That's his thing. <laughs> right, right. That's true. So maybe, I don't know. I mean... Like, I don't ever see him making himself like a straight like a straight cut movie anymore. Right, exactly. Ever. There's always some sort of innovation, be it you know in a good way or in a bad mm-hmm. way. It, that it's a twist to the, you know the typical narrative, but for something as rooted as this, the atomic bomb, eventually mm-hmm. maybe there's going to be a spy aspect with the Russians. Maybe that would be an interesting way. Like we know now that fucking Stalin knew every step of the the way what was happening with the Manhattan Project. So maybe right. have, have that angle. Right. Like a spy thriller, yeah, you know, yeah, say. yeah, something along those lines, like a super swole Oppenheimer, or something <laughs> like that. You know, the Rock playing. And you know, they try to give him the glasses, and then you know, he says the whole line. You know, now we have become was it death? I uh, now I become death, death destroy the world, destroy yeah. world. Oh yeah, history. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> there's a gunfight in the lab for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even bother to hide his tattoos. No. <laughs> just swole as fuck. Just swole as hell. Up, like they're, they're struggling with a uh, fat man, little boy. He just picks. Oh, up. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like a fellow scientist or uh, the love interest gets caught underneath like a prototype of the. Yeah. Wow. Save him. <laughs> yes, so he lifts like the core. <laughs> Oppenheimer, no. He's German, right? Herr Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Well, he has a German name, but I think it was he's American. Right, American. Yeah. Right. So it's 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 in, like don't get me wrong that that whole Trinity project and the, the Manhattan project. Yeah. Like is some of the most fascinating uh, you know moments in history, especially. You know the, the the results of it. It, yeah. it literally changed the world. Yeah. Um, you know, for the good or for the bad, it depends on which way you wanna, which way you wanna or look at it. And who you ask? <laughs> who you ask? Exactly. And it was crazy though, because like Oppenheimer in the fifties, he got blacklisted. Really? Carnism. Oh goodness! Yeah. Right. Nice. So there's there's like 
it is a whole bunch of craziness revolving around um, Oppenheimer and um, the Manhattan Project and pre and post during and post. Yeah. So I don't think it's gonna go like that far, but maybe. To be honest, like they could easily sprinkle the inklings of it. Mm-hmm. You know that paranoia, especially when it comes to also Stalin's. You know that it it seems compelling. Yeah. Right, there's a lot of drama to it. Like, should we do it? Ethical issues about it, whether or not we should, right? Yeah. But, but again, it feels like a straightforward narrative mm-hmm. for Nolan. Yeah. Right. Maybe there's gonna be like a camera angle of a, a fly during the test, <laughs> and it's like the cockroach. Yeah, it's a cockroach. It's gonna scurry out. <laughs> <it. laughs> and it's gonna go next to the bomb, and it's gonna show like the reaction. And yeah. And it's crazy, like, thinking the the post-World uh, War II era when they were just blowing nuclear bombs randomly in the, in the, in the desert. <laughs> yeah. And you see pictures of people just looking at mushroom clouds <laughs> like it's no big yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's pretty, you know. Yeah. And they don't know the ethical the ramification, right? Yeah. Yeah, look, my skin's peeling. Yeah, I think there was a whole generation of Las Vegas residents that have cancer because of it or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there's, and it makes me laugh because it's a morbid curiosity to the yeah. point where I would there's like cafes. I would like right. to see a nuclear explosion. Would you? I would. What Would it be like, okay, so is it something like the 50s nuclear explosion or do you want something more recent? Like, I feel like recently would be a lot scarier. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you just want like a classic throwback like yeah, there classic one. watch a nuclear explosion right <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that would be cool I ain't gonna lie that, that, would. that would be something that you know you went to space well I saw a nuke go off like, exactly right I mean the, the space still beats it though yeah <laughs> from like literally a thousand miles yeah um, so it's interesting it's 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 huge news because of the, the partnership that Nolan and Warner Brothers had yeah uh the way he advanced uh, filmmaking in some senses, like and storytelling, fucking with the narrative, yeah. he proved basically that like, you don't have to follow this rigid three track, three act or four act structure. You could fuck around with it, you know, yeah. play and make your own. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But, yeah, you know, that's, that's, <laughs> that's always gonna be the the, the formula. You're yeah. not gonna bat a hundred, um, a thousand all, all the time. Yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, you, you could um, uh, give him props for trying. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of that, especially in the industry now, mm-hmm. with the emergence of you know superhero films, mm-hmm. uh, there's not a lot of well, you can, you can even say the industry in general, there's not a lot of the risk. Mm-hmm. It seems like you have to be a named director to be able to even pitch a risk to it, like Scorsese, yeah. like you know, I want to do it like this reverse storyline, stuff like that. Yeah. I was trying to uh, <laughs> help Ernest to lead us into the next door, oh. but I fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to show you the article. Speaking of yeah. cut and paste. The director of Dune recently... Is his name Frank? No. Denise? <laughs> Den- <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not good with names either. I'm not slamming it because of that, but just it's so out of its, it's his name is Denis, Dennis. Dennis Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Something like that, yeah. I like his name. It's recently slammed MCU movies. Is it slam? Well, slam? well, the first one he said that they're, they're not original. No. And that's not some very slam. That's kind of well, obvious. Oh, yeah, very. Right, but <laughs> he went to, and then, which is weird, he went to, the, I think, a Spanish podcast. And he straight up said they're cut and paste. Yeah. Which is which is a slam. It's fair. Yeah. Well, that's also fair. Yeah. It's not like it's not wrong. I mean, the truth hurts sometimes. Yeah, it does. I'm yeah. still. I'm getting a little like tilted <laughs> just thinking about it. Well, I mean, but he's right. He's one hundred percent. Yeah. 
right. You know, you look at the 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 Marvel, uh, the MCU, the twenty two films from the the first three phases, four phases, four phases, four, yeah, four or five. Yeah. The 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 Infinity Saga. Yeah, yeah. Just over branching. Yeah, make it easy on ourselves. There are a lot of movies, especially the like uh, I don't say the origin movies, but there are a lot of movies that follow the same beat. Right. And you know it works for them. That's how they decided to make uh, their superhero movies. And by all, I'm not gonna say here that they don't work because clearly they do. They yeah. Um, yeah. And, and especially like you know you take the whole overarching structure of the movies and you plot them. You know they make basically they make up their own movie, adding them all together. Yeah. Which is innovating in its in its way. It's been done with comics to death. You know right. that's that's basically the structure of how comics work. But adapting that to the movies was something massive, you know. Yeah, it's it's because you know I, I I get triggered. I'm getting <laughs> not triggered. Like I'm like okay, it's true. It's he's right, yeah. and it, the truth does hurt. And uh, but it's also like oh my gosh, it's publicity for Dune because you know Dune doesn't. Yeah. It, but that's beyond the point. But since we come from production backgrounds, it's true. The beat is fairly similar, right? Mm-hmm. Beginning, middle, end, you know, the rise and the fall of the action, stuff like that. But also comes in hand with, like, the content is what's different. And for yeah. the most part, the content of each Marvel film, despite, well, roughly, has roughly. been fairly, expect for, like, in Doctor Strange and, you know, Tony Stark, which are basically the same character. Yeah. Right, but for the most part, they have tackled, you know, Asgard, Earth, different aspects of mythos. Yeah. But their beat has remained fairly constant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then you look at, um, uh, uh, no, Dennis Villeneuve. I was going to say Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at a Dennis Villeneuve's, Villeneuve, yeah. whatever the fuck you say his name, Dennis. his movies, um, I've seen some of them. Mm. And, you know, I. I I give him props because he does try new things. Yeah. Um, Arrival. He he directed Arrival. He directed. We literally just talked about one of his movies. He directed. <laughs> oh, uh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. 20, 2044? 2049? 2049 something. 40, in the 20, some, oh, 20 years from now. This, yeah. this is how the world is supposed to look. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, overall, I, want, I don't want to say that they're great movies. You know, just like any other director, he has highs and he has lows. Right, right. So, you know, saying as a fan, you know, criticizing or giving some sort of uh, critique to a movie structure, especially one that comes with like a multiple movies that make up that structure, you know, you you got to give them like, I don't say the props, but like that's his opinion. And, right. Uh, ultimately, to some extent, it, it's true. His movies differ from that, but that's the way he decides to make movies. Yeah, right, right. And it, it's, again, it's it's with the tempo. I mean, Curran, mm-hmm. our collective mentor, yeah, told us that, which is, it rings through, true, yeah. that each film has basically been made. Every concept, yep. every idea has been made because the beat of the, use a music analogy, the beat of the story has remained constant. Yeah. Right? It's something that can be traced back to Aristotle. Yeah. Where there's a beginning and there's a middle and there's an end. Yeah. However, it's the content. It's mm-hmm. the content that matters. The content, right? Context? Or the story. Content. The content is what, yeah. it's what matters. And it is weird for him to say that being, you know, most of his films have that same beat, narrative beats mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. I mean, I mean 2044 is a follow-up to a previous 
property on yeah that's true and i feel like 20 i haven't seen it either but either. i feel like that one is more visually yeah he, he does do that well yeah i mean the arrival just on the top of my head visually is stunning stunning and it's it's it subverts the alien you know narrative yeah you know we don't go to war we just kind of have a misunderstanding in communication most of the time <laughs> that's true so i'm i'm pulling up his imdb so let's see some of his stories uh, some of his movies. Blade Runner mm. was the last one, 2049. Thank you. 2017. <laughs> yeah. Arrival, 2016. Inc- Incendies? I didn't hear see that one. Uh, Sicario? Yeah. Sicario's pretty cool. Yeah, Sicario is pretty good. Uh, Prisoners. Was that one? Which was uh, Wolverine and... Um, fuck, what's that dude's character's name in <laughs> Spider-Man? In Spider-Man? Oh no, I don't know. Mysterio? Mysterio? Oh, that actor? Yeah. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. So I, I think it's like um, Hugh Jackman's daughter and family get murdered or something like that, and then he has to figure out what happened. Oh. Oh, they go missing, and he's trying to find them. Wow, that's like them. it's Prisoner, Sicario, and then I don't know where the arrival. Uh-huh. Oh, interesting. It's such a leap, and then... Blade and Runner. He has a whole bunch of these indie French uh, movies and right, stuff like that. So. Right. Oh, I see. So, like, and and you even going back to the the beginning of the filmmaking, the French and the Russians were some of the ones who really Innov- pushed right, the om- right. envelope forward. Right. The innovation. You know, you look at some of the movies, especially in the very very early days. I'm talking about like 1910, 1920, mm. <laughs> coming out of America. They were basically just linear, super linear. Right. Yeah. The Russians started the whole shooting things non-linearly. Yeah. And then the French, the story-wise, the imaging and all that stuff kind of just pushed the envelope a little bit forward. Right, yeah. It's it's one of my favorite times in mm-hmm. film, which is the, the New Age. The New Age? The, yeah, the New Age, I think it's called. What time period? Yeah, I think that's when the, the French started going really more making, making, making films. Well, they started, they started, right. They started <laughs> subverting because there's a lot of instances where before they were even called long takes, there were mm-hmm. long takes. Yeah. Right, a lot of the a lot of the what was seen on screen matched the music yeah. where there was some sort of some narrative push <laughs> right and there's some sort of, to invoke some sort of emotion mm-hmm. right and that remains true and it's obvious with uh, De- Dennis Villeneuve's work yeah. because a lot of it there is violence but mm-hmm. there is a purpose to it yeah. right? it's all purposeful other than Americans where you have the great train robbery and it's just like you know we got these people and we have to get them out okay they're done here's a party for some reason <laughs> and then here's another here's them getting robbed again and then and the yeah. James Bond sequence <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like I, I, I get what I get what he's saying yeah um, I, I kind of find it hard to you know disagree with him either way yeah you know I do, yeah, I take I take his the, the his movies and the quality of his movies in, into consideration as well right. so I'm kind of at the point where like he said that but whatever fuck him yeah I mean he can he, he can and he will and he like who's yeah, it's, it's called will. the French New Wave everybody right? yeah um, Scorsese yeah yeah, it's Scorsese. If Scorsese's not above criticizing other people's movies, then yeah. nobody is. Yeah, and if it really separates the fans, not not to be an elitist, but it mm-hmm. separates, you know, if you can take criticism, maybe down the line, the Marvel films and the DC films can be more than just cut and paste. Yeah. Right? I mean... Well, are the DC films cut and paste? Well, for, I kind of feel like they're trying to, they need well, to figure out it's the formula of desperation. <laughs> well, I feel like they're more unique now. Yeah. Or especially after, you know, the debacle of the League, the Justice League, stuff mm-hmm. like that, and uh, Batman v Superman. But they're they finding their rhythm, making their own films on their own yeah. terms, they, at they their have, own way. 
definitely the DC movies are more standalone. Right. They right. work, you know, individually, and then overall they sort of get there. Right. They sort of contribute to a, a grander scheme, but they don't have to. No, they contribute. don't. And that's what DC Marvel should do: is make it more of a standalone. It doesn't have to, you know, elevate another property. But with the new one, Eternals, with uh, Chloe Zhao. Mm-hmm. Right, she won like I think a bunch of awards because of her indie kind of way, or uh, her indie like how she shot her uh, I think No Man Land, mm-hmm. and she shot it very you know boots on the ground, yeah. and she's doing a Marvel film. So maybe this could be like the Nolan of Marvel, rather than being in terms of subverting it. You yeah, know, rather than it being this cut and paste, it can elevate it to something that can be narratively different. <coughs> oh, bless Sorry, you, baby. <laughs> I don't scratch your throat, oh. but. I see what you're saying, but you also have to take into consideration that when she directed No Man's Land, she didn't really have to report to anybody. Right. There weren't a lot of hands in the pot. Yeah. Per se. Right. But now she's handed this three hundred million dollar franchise movie. I'm a one hundred percent sure they're not going to give her free range. They say they do. And for them, she. They say well, they do. she's <laughs> the one who pitched idea to Marvel. Of an Eternals movie? Yeah, of an Eternals movie. I mean, ironically, she used move the like stills uh-huh. from Dennis Villeneuve's <laughs> films. Yeah, from like 2049. 2049. Yeah, 2049. Yeah. yeah, she used stills from like, I think, 2049 to pitch the idea to Eternals. So mm-hmm. like she knew what she was getting into. So, okay, that's, but, that's promising. Right, yeah. So it's, but then again, you're right. Right, there's always that production mentality. But you can also, I mean, rest well that Kevin Feige. Kevin yeah, Feige. Kevin Feige has, you know, it knows his his properties and trusts the directors. Yeah, regardless the producers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one thing that, um, you know, that has separated um, the, the 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 Marvel aspect from these from Disney and the Lucasfilm aspect of Disney. <laughs> right, right. You have one person in Kevin Feige who knows exactly, you know, these characters in and out to some extent. Um, yeah. It seems to, to hire the right people to direct, to produce. Uh, and he most, o- overall, he most trusts them. Yeah. But on the other hand, Kathleen Kennedy, who I'm not going to say she doesn't know these characters. Right. Because she does. She's been working on them right. since the, she, the beginning. And she's worked on the ones that people love. Mandalorian. Yeah. She yeah. has her hand in that, but no one wants to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, for some reason, they just can't figure out the correct formula. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, like especially with Marvel. You're right. I I do feel like it's a new phase for Marvel because if I was, I was watched Doctor Strange recently mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow, this is really didn't age well. <laughs> really? But, yeah. <laughs> well, because it, it's you can feel the hands of the producers in it. Okay. Right. You can feel that they're molding it towards a greater narrative, especially if you watch like the origins of all of the Marvel films. Mm-hmm. You can feel they're they're building towards something else. There's no freedom to it, but it feels like they're they're letting loose on the control as they aged more, especially when it comes to like the Eternals, not the Eternals, like uh, Infinity War, yeah, and stuff like that. Like they're trusting it more, but it took a long time. But for for DC, not DC, for Star Wars, it feels like they're still in that instance of control that they don't know whether or not to hey should we just let it go or should we have more control or they don't they don't know the you know the, the correct balance right, the that. balance of it all yeah I mean it's it's sad because you know com- comparatively the, the nine Star Wars movies three of them were great you know at, at best three mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the rest were mediocre mm-hmm. 
but they're so important to to us the, the fan base they're so massively important that we tend to look past the, the terrible the, the, the parts that didn't work in these movies to only really like and um, hold the standard of the whatever project comes next to what we think of right Right. So I'm not gonna say that the, the the last three ones, episode seven, eight, and nine, were were terrible because I'm sure a generation from now, you know, the kids that saw them saw them when it came out are gonna love these the the new ones. Right. And there are parts in in the the new ones that I do like that I really do enjoy. Yeah. But it, it just doesn't seem like they're they're they find the balance, you know, of, of letting people like we saw this on Solo how they had uh, Phil Lord <laughs> and whatever the the dudes who did um the the lego movie right and they they want they were building the movie to be their specific vision but you know the the the, the production company the production kathleen kennedy mm-hmm. wanted it to be something else so they got yeah. rid of him and brought in a company man yeah yeah Ron howard yeah exactly yeah <laughs> and he just kind of you know cash a check yeah yeah it's it's the same with like ant-man Mm-hmm. I mean, Ant-Man was shaping up to be something that Edgar Wright's first foray into public and public into blockbuster-esque yeah. arena, and then you know they're like, "Oh, creative differences." He left, and they had uh, other people finish it up. I forget the director's name. But all in all, the movie worked. Right. It didn't feel so so hands-on. Right. As Solo does, or um, uh, the Last Jedi, or you know, <laughs> Rogue One. Rogue One. Except for the well, last Rogue part. One was pretty cool. Yeah. There was yeah you could, yeah, you could no, tell yeah, it yeah. was supposed to be a different movie yeah but overall the movie was yeah different. yeah that, that's a, that's a, that's fair yeah yeah uh, so I, I guess you know is it gonna be a, a matter of time you know waiting does does she need to step down or have a less uh, hands on role in making the films you know trust the directors you hire more yeah give them like you know not necessarily free range but you know believe in in the reason why you. Right, you hire these actors. Right, yeah, these, it, these directors. I mean, yeah, it's uh, especially with Star Wars. I, I I feel I don't know if this is bad to say, <laughs> but I feel like the fandom, yes, is is rooted in this exploration and discovery, and you know, finding new cultures and stuff like Star War, Star Trek esque yeah. kind of you know, discovering yourself through family. Mm-hmm. But it's also something that's fairly rooted in capitalism in terms of merchandise. Right, a lot of the characters in return have a literal action figure. What franchise can you say other than Marvel? But even Marvel, you know, Marvel has the main characters, Mm -hmm. but Star Wars literally has a hundred action figures on someone like Boba uh, Fett. Not just Boba Fett, but you know, the monkey rat on on Django. No. On Bubba, what's his name? Job, Job of the Hutt. Not a little Salacious laughing monk. Crumb? Salacious Crumb. <laughs> Who would have thought you wanted an action figure of Salacious Crumb? So when it comes with that, the merchandise is, is an empire upon itself. Yeah. So I, I just feel personally that the, the confusion is how do we make the most bank with the property that we have? And I feel like that movies, the movies are, you know, that's, that's what they are. The TV shows, on the other hand, they can... You know, let loose. Yeah. But the movies are gonna be the ones that have wide, widely, you know, appealed to it. Yeah, I, I mean, I to to say that it's a, a capitalist uh, vision of, mm. of merchandising and everything. That's one hundred percent true. You know, you try to squeeze as much profit as you possibly can. Yeah. From a property, 
but a lot of that also has to do with the fan base. Mm. You know, Salacious Crumb is never named in any of the movies. That was something somebody made up, and and it was widely accepted, just as Klingon. Right. The language. Right, Never right, used right. in Star Trek. Same with... Uh, oh, sorry. It wasn't used in Star Trek? Sorry, go on. Was, it wasn't used or it might have been like minor roles used in the original Star right. Trek. Right. They didn't really somebody think about else it. made up <laughs> a fucking language. A Klingon language. Right, right. right. So it's like, it, it, is it the capitalists, the mind of think? Mm-hmm. Or is it just the fandom going crazy? Well, Loving I, something so much that whatever they could possibly get their mm-hmm. hands on related to the property right. they want. I feel like it's both. Especially when it comes to Star Wars, George Lucas gave up the rights to Fox. Yeah. But he kept the merchandise. Yeah, well, he saw the the writing on the wall. Right, yeah, exactly. And I feel that if we need a... If you want a Star Wars that will do justice, Mm -hmm. especially to a fandom that's been there for literally decades, us, (laughs) you're going to have to... Oh, my God, really? (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have literally decades, you know, 2000... But uh, you're gonna have we have to separate the merchandise need for it because mm-hmm. there are moments where yes there are cool parts oh cool a new lightsaber and stuff mm-hmm. like that but if it feels like an ad yeah right especially when it comes to season two where everything was a spinoff and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that but usually you know in TV spinoffs are usually one episode not every episode every other episode is a spinoff for another yeah new toy that you want to get because. But no, you're, you're, you're right. It's something that's fueled by fans, yeah. naturally, with, you know, Salacious Crumb, who the hell named him. <laughs> and then, you know, but it's also something that the company is aware of. Yeah. And they capitalize yeah. off of. Right? Yeah, well, without a doubt. They saw that there was this huge uh, demand. Yeah. So we're like, fuck it, let's fill it. And yeah. they did. And it, it's to, to the extent where, um, like, Miss... I don't say misprint, but it's not misprint. Like, fucked up toys are even more expensive. Right. <laughs> and there's like eight different clone troopers because, you know, there's a paint that's weird. They have no hand. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. There used to be this, this uh, it might still be on, but there used to be this uh, TV show on travel about this dude who would go around finding toys. Mm-hmm. And he found a, um, a rejected Boba Fett uh, little four-inch, five-inch figure <laughs> right. that wasn't painted. Oh, wow. And it was valued at like half a million dollars or some crazy right. amount like that. Who, where, where, like <laughs> even in I don't know about the Star Trek world, but yeah. that is crazy. There's a, there's another culture within Star Wars that for I have friend Nick, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Nick, uh, I think and Daniel, they they both collect action figures, and then they I like whether or not it's because of the fandom or they just want to own something that's be that's going to be limited and never going to mm-hmm. come out again is is up to them. Do they collect new stuff or do they collect older stuff? They collect new stuff and then when older stuff comes along the line, they collect it too. But me personally, if I collect something, it's like, oh, cool, I'm a fan of that character. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, oh, cool, there's a clone trooper. I'll Mm -hmm. buy a clone trooper. Or something reminiscing of your childhood. Right, exactly. And that's my reason. But for them, it's it's this hardcore, you know, culture of collecting something that you know will probably be more value down the line. See, but like people who collect... Mm-hmm. Ne- never necessarily have the idea of I'm gonna sell this later, right? Right. So yeah. like, that's true. You remember it's in like, um, it's like a byproduct of it. Yeah, if you remember in um, Forty Year Old Version, where he <laughs> had just a shit ton of toys, and then he his girlfriend like persuades him to sell his stuff, but he breaks because he doesn't want to do it. Right. Oh, but why? What's with that breakage? It's just it's it's 
you know, they're nerds, man. <laughs> it just yeah. comes down to that. Yeah, that's the nerd mentality. Yeah, but it, it's true. I, I, I'm not. I'm like not trying to argue, mm-hmm. but it's something that like we're I, like we buy something like okay, we we have a small connection with this character, right? Yeah. Like I have a Superman pop figure and I have fond memories because it's Superman. No shit. But I, I can't fathom the idea of buying an action figure, a Superman action figure, and not opening it and just kind of like looking at it from the box. Yeah, you know, and it's like it's it's that line of you're a collector, you're not supposed to open it, but also you're a fan, so why should that matter? See, but but real fans would buy like two or three <laughs> copies. Like I do one I, to I never do, open. I do have that <laughs> one to play with, and then one as a backup. <laughs> right, right, and, and and then Star Wars did that beautifully with their culture, mm-hmm. right? It's not only just you know, family and lightsabers. It's this subculture of collectors yeah. that because. Some guy named Salacious Crumb or some guy named this background character dude with jeans and made an action figure of him that's gonna sell for millions. <laughs> dude with jeans. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. And if someone made an action figure of that, they can literally make a franchise of it like Star Wars outtakes and a dude with jeans, you know? Dude with the jeans of the movie. Yeah, and like. Dude with the jeans of the revenge. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> the awakening. Yeah, cup of, co- cup of Starbucks that was left on the, on the scene that no one really noticed, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's stuff like that. It, it, Star Wars seems to breed these subcultures on top of, you know, learning the Mandalorian language, which is mm-hmm. very in universe. Yeah. And you have these out universe stuff who collect things, but you also have another one where it collects things, but you can open it because you buy like another box so that you can open it yeah it's it's very what was the word multi uh, not generational but it's very it's branches out to numerous fandoms even comic book stuff fan fiction stuff audio books i mean there's always going to be the that niche of collectors yeah you know it's it it, and it's not necessarily just the you know the the nerdy culture because there's people who collect coins there's people who collect antique money there's people who collect guns 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 you know it's 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 i guess it's um it's a maybe like a primitive mindset that we have (laughs) that we must hoard everything that that of value to us you know yeah you're right and someone has to get money out of it has a profit out of it and that's just feels like if, Disney, there, if there's why? a need, there's always going to be someone there to exploit that. Right. And, and Star Wars, feel, I feel though, Star Wars is just that franchi- franchise that has both something that's culturally relevant, but also can benefit you after the fact. Financially. Financially. Right? And I just feel like Kathleen Kennedy, they get hooked up on that. Like whatever mm-hmm. the, their, her Disney overlord was saying, like, push more salacious crumbs, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And, and, and it's... Nope. It, yeah, they, they polar smokes, and they just spin it. Right? How many versions of Kylo Ren do we have? One without a helmet, one with a helmet, one, one with, with a, a fucked up helmet, one without a shirt. You know, one with the, without a shirt and a fucked up helmet. <laughs> <laughs> the one misprint where it, they gave her bigger boobs. You know, that episode of The Simpsons when Lisa makes her own doll, mm-hmm. and then like the the company that makes the you know the the the, the Simpsons equivalent to Barbie freaks out and they just release the same Barbie but with a new hat right. and then everybody loses their mind <laughs> right and I, I like I see from afar the appeal yeah. right you want to own something like hey look at this yeah. but I own that you don't or some sort of mentality yeah. but it's also something that can easily be washed away with I'm a fan yeah right. see what I would like to own is actual props oh that's hell, hell yeah. yeah yeah that's like, me there's it's one thing owning like Luke's uh, replica mm-hmm. lightsaber, yeah, 
And there's one <laughs> thing of actually owning the lightsaber. Yeah. I, I got you a batarang yeah. as a, 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 a an open, a, a moving present. Yeah, yeah, usually I do that. Yeah. But yeah, it would be cool to have like an actual batarang. From any of the Batman movies. Yeah, at this point. Really? Any of the Batman movies? I would like to have the Batman like, credit no. card. Oh, <laughs> that is awesome! No, that is that is a fantastic idea. I wonder if it's floating around. Probably they probably destroyed it. Oh everything around the everything they pertaining to those movies. <laughs> like they actually made on the or the sleds. Oh my god! Boots and then the sled comes out. How about like Doctor Mister Mister Freeze? Yeah, Mister Freeze's gun. Arnold Schwarzenegger, that would be awesome. Mr. Freeze's cut. That would be awesome. Right? Yeah. Like, the the replica, the like the little toy miniature that they used for the bat, the Batwing in the Burton film was yeah. recently restored. Yeah. Right? Oh, so yeah. owning something like that. That, that would, but would that's be. like a thousand. And that's another subset of fandom because that's something like that's... rich? Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Those, those special auctions were like... Buy Fonzie's jacket for fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, buy a fedora, I mean, Indiana Jones fedora used during Crystal's not Crystal's home, <laughs> during the filmings. Yeah, right. There's one I would love to own. A Bill whip. Murray, oh, that whip. whip. Oh, there's a lot of things I would like to own, yeah. but uh, like, out of my, top of my head, Bill Murray's outfit in Ghostbusters, like the whole thing, the jumpsuit, the, the jumpsuit, pack. and the pack, yeah. and the ghost thing, everything. Yeah. What about Ecto One? Like the car itself. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> okay, would I need to fix it up though, or is it something that's like they buy it as is? Buy it as is. Damn, I don't know. I would just drive around with it, regardless if you need to fix it up or not. It's still the Ecto One. It is that. Like, how about Ecto One? How about the DeLorean? Kit. Kit. You can't. It's the DeLorean. The, the, the DeLorean. Yeah. It has moving parts inside and outside. Well, there's three versions of that car. Right. right. Okay. One, two, and three. The one from two. Two. Okay, why, would so. you, why would you want the one and three without the wheels? <laughs> you know? Oh, that would be cool, though. Yeah. How about the... No, the the train wasn't a real... The train? Yeah, the train, remember, at the end of three? No. It comes down. Yeah, probably. It wasn't like a, like a train, so oh, maybe you could just own that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. Like the the, the DeLorean, uh, one of the in sci-fi's most iconic cars. Yeah. You know, you, you would think the General Lee, or oh yeah. You know, apparently they went through thousands of those cars <laughs> filming filming that show. Oh my god, I believe it. I mean, yeah, every every episode every they episode jumped. They jumped <laughs> just fucked up the front end. <laughs> you go, on the next episode, we're gonna screw up this car. Yeah, that's that's rough. Yeah. So I, I get what you're saying with the with the DeLorean. Um, obviously, the the whole having the what's it the, the thrusters and all that shit. Yeah. You know? And yeah. there's somebody who will build the who will build you a replica without a doubt. Yeah. But finding the original, do they even exist? Yeah. No. Out and open. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure some dude like in the south just stockpiled like a hundred of those and just like you know, it's a, like it's in a warehouse it's a graveyard. Like, in a tomb. Yeah. They just push it. There's a bunch of it. <laughs> just all light. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. It, it remind. I didn't watch the episode, but it reminds me of the episode of American Dad, mm-hmm. where they're trying to rebuild a car, but yeah, like the DeLorean. I, yeah, Stan's dad <laughs> is trying to rebuild the DeLorean just for like you know a bonding exercise, and there's another dude who's rebuilding a DeLorean, but it's because of Back to the <laughs> Back Future. To the future. And they're yeah. fighting over a, a, like a left door. Or yeah, left door or, or like um, the stick. Like yeah, there's the, a certain the shift knob. Yeah, there's a certain shift knob that's only available. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's insane. But yeah. There's a lot of um, movie props that I would like to get into. You know, have a man man cave and just shit up with them. 
really interesting movie props. Um, yeah. I would like to own Bruce Wayne? No, Bruce, the shark. From oh, Jaws. <laughs> I think that's illegal, Joel. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be... It's movie history. That, that would that'd be huge, though. Uh, it was what thirty feet? Yeah, Did just about. Yeah, never works, but you know, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a giant paperweight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know. Okay, so that's what you would own, like like you like, would give well, your right just, arm. What would you own? What's not not just a right bank arm. card? Yeah, something that you would you know sacrifice your firstborn child for. An X one. An X like a legit a legit, legit screen used X one. Oh God, I think you said this before. <laughs> yeah, an X wing or a Millennium Falcon? Like the whole thing. Well, or just, they've used multiple ones. Right? That right, giant the one, the cockpit, the one that they, they built to scale, that mm-hmm. was, was only the cockpit, mm-hmm. and then the giant one where they like the camera pans and stuff like that. Right. And then another one for when it's flying. Right. Either one of those, I'm happy with. Oh, okay. <laughs> so from Star Wars, yeah, that's what you you like. You give so, yeah. you give it, or like a kryptonite. A rock of kryptonite from either. Dude, these are great ideas. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. For me personally, I don't know. I mean, I mean, on the list is always going to be the Batmobile. So that's a clear. Wait, we, could, we could. <laughs> Adam West. Adam I mean, West is the coolest. Yeah. The Tim Burton one looks pretty cool as well. <laughs> the tumbler. The tumbler is a tank. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you can. I mean, going to the grocery store will be On a tumbler. Will be freaking. <laughs> you know, taking three spots. It's, it's south side of Chicago. That's the only way to go to. <laughs> <laughs> go to. <laughs> oh, speaking of Chicago, uh, oh, well, Detroit. I about like RoboCop? His gun. Ooh. Or Ed Two O Nine. Like not not the freaking big ass Ed two o nine, but like the scale model yeah. of an Ed two o nine. That's pretty cool, but I feel like those have less uh, uh, emotional how dare you for me. Oh, okay, fair. I, in the in the, the in the the, the, you know, the zeitgeist thing, mm-hmm. they're very extremely important movies. They're very niche. Very yeah. niche. It's yeah. like owning like Rocky's glove. You know, it's like oh, Rocky's that's another glove. idea. <laughs> <laughs> Drago's boxers. <laughs> or Drago's like little trunks you know, yeah, and you know you can, trunks, you can yeah. like recreate the scenes like, <laughs> he's like iron yeah I mean they're, they're uh, it, it opens a door man very like, just collectible so, yeah. like, there's action figures sure but you know there's this whole Leia's metal bikini oh god what, would you like seal it or would you want to I would seal it oh no the carbonite I would want that. The, the whole, and carbonite. The whole thing. Yeah, oh, that be I would awesome. Want, I would want that and I will make it into my desk. Oh my gosh. You're just eating cereal. You have his mouth. That would be a legit flex. Yeah. If you come into like your man cave and it's just Hans, Hans with a bunch of food <laughs> all over. Yeah. So like when, with me, there's I have like a, 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 a wide interest in a lot of things like cars, sports, movies, that type of thing. Yeah. And I'm sure you have your own interest. In, yeah. You know that type of thing. So for each genre of interest that we have, we would pick our, our the most uh, meaningful thing to us. You know, yeah. either be a Millennium Falcon, Han Solo and Carbonite, uh, Eleanor, the 1969 Mustang from Gone in 60 Seconds. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I didn't, I don't remember that movie, but I do remember the, the car. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's those things are just memorable. Yeah, and it's like you said, a massive flex. Yeah, I, I would I would rather own a prop other than an action figure person. Yeah. Yeah, I would rather like when I collect something, I do collect action figures to mm-hmm. a degree. I have a bunch of Mass Effect action figures, which they don't make anymore. Is there but gonna I, be a Mass Effect three? 
On the new one? Yeah. Yeah, there is. There is? Yeah, in the distant one. Well, haven't they been teasing that for like 15 years Yeah, but they released footage of the trailer recently. Like really? Yeah. I felt like that would have been bigger news. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andromeda didn't really leave a good taste to other people. It was a, the sequel to it. Yeah. But anyway. But yeah, I, I would own props. Mm-hmm. I feel like props are, are a little bit better than action figures just because, like, you can own a, an action figure of Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet, or could you own the Infinity Gauntlet, right? <laughs> See, that's another good one. Yeah. Okay. Stormbreaker. Oh, yeah, to scale? Yeah, the to actual s- one that they used. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. A suit? Which suit? Anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Batman's uh, armor suit from Batman vs. Superman? Oh, yeah. Those are great ideas. Yeah. That would be... I would I would get Soup's suit, even though it's like one. The black one? Or the, the blue no, one? No, the blue one. The blue one? Yeah, the blue I wanted I wanted to have like a magnetic platform uh-huh. and then have like a dummy so when I, it spins uh, and there's go, like a light going over it yeah. so like it's on display and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. So like use the the repelling force of two mm. magnets to keep it afloat. Yeah. So it's like you know when he and he's picking suits in the Kryptonian ship and they're yeah. kind of just like floating just floating there. Yeah. Oh. That's yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some video games. <laughs> I mean, we've exhausted that conversation yeah. to the point where we're just fantasizing about things yeah. we'd like to own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah. Spider-Man, Deuce, co-op, yes or no? No. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it, 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 would it though? Would it be cool? It would be cool. I mean, Miles um, Morales and Spider-Man, who are you going to fight for to play Peter instead of... Well, which one's better? Peter? Peter? Yeah, Peter. Yeah, Peter. <laughs> Unless you play Peter as Peter. Both both play Peter. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, that would break my, my fan Like, there was, um, like, in the old school games, if you chose the same character, uh-huh. it would be the same character. Just old school up- games. We're in the same regular... <laughs> no, like, I'm talking about, like, um, if you chose in Smash Brothers, you uh-huh. chose oh. Link, and then you chose Link again, it's like one pink. would be the green, <laughs> wearing the green tunic, and the other one would be like a blue tunic. Oh, is that how it works? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So it's, it's that, that type of shit. That's so like you, a, right. one would be like uh, the Peter Parker we know and love, and the other one would be another version. Or another, it's Ben Riley. <laughs> so the other one, that's, yeah, that's right. Huh, that, that kind of sells me on a co-op. Yeah, but we have to take into consideration that the Spider-Man game, they're building off of the, the original engine, mm. and it wasn't built as a co-op. Right. So to modify everything, it's going to just make it super clunky and it's not really going to work. Right, yeah, that's true. It's yeah. like making Red Dead Redemption co-op. It is co-op. It is? No, I'm just kidding. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. No, you're, you're right, especially when it comes to narratively. Like yeah. the Spider-Man, especially Miles Morales, feel like they were more of a grounded single-player narrative. Mm-hmm. H- having said that, would do you think they would blend the narratives together with Miles and Spider-Man? Would it be like, here's the perspective of Peter, and then here's the perspective of Miles? I mean, you haven't played them, but you, you no, get it, right? Yeah, but what I was thinking about when, when I was reading the article is Army of Two. Oh, yeah. So if it could, back be, back. Yeah, if it could be something similar, mm-hmm. then I'd be all for it. Mm. You know, where it, it works, and you work uh, together in the co-op. Right. And uh, so I, I, I guess you could blend, you know, the narrative. Mm. One part you'd be essentially like if you're doing it in a uh, single player. Mm. One part would be Peter Parker, and then freeze frame, come back and be Miles. Mm. So like that a tag in, kind yeah. of like Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah, that's like that type of shit. Yeah, that would be cool. 
Like you press a button and it's like a combo finisher or something. Like that. <laughs> and it reminds me of uh, the Arkham games. Mm-hmm. And there's an instance where uh, you fight with Dick, mm-hmm. and then you know you're doing combos, and then you know you know Dick is right behind you, and then he's like, "Can't help me!" And then you do you throw him at someone or something like that. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like you know Batman reminiscing. It's kind of sad because like you know he left. But you're you're like you're, it's like the good old days again. So I, I, maybe something along those lines where you're fighting and then you can press a button and then Miles comes in, yeah, and helps you out or something like like that. God of War. Oh, with uh, the right, boy, right, boy, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. You can press a button and like he flies off your shield and fires an arrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can see that. But I mean, when is this game supposed to come out? Twenty twenty two next 2022? year. Twenty twenty two. Yeah, I believe so. Don't. Kind of feel like maybe well they they have been working on these games they they basically start working on these games at the exact same time the, right? yeah Miles finishes but also it's the same engine mm-hmm. so that saves saves a lot of time uh, well I mean there's only one way to see uh, I'm I wouldn't be too too surprised if they release the game and then later down the line like a patch to make it co-op make or it like co-op. some version of a co-op is it weird that we're in that world where we can easily give you half of a game. Like, like, not saying that Spider-Man's going to be half a game, but yeah. you can easily, like, oh, people want a new game plus? We'll patch it. Here's a new game plus. But back in our day, it's like, oh, this a DLC. Is, <laughs> yeah. And not only that, this is the game you got. Live with it. Yeah. Eat, eat, eat your Domino's pizza that came in and shut yeah, up. Yeah, bore with it after a week and just <laughs> not, like, struggle about selling it back to GameStop because you're going to be gonna out get $40. <laughs> 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 you're going to get, like... Five bucks, yeah, but ten bucks if you put it towards another game or something yeah, like that. Stupid, yeah. That was mainly my strategy when I was buying games at GameStop. I would, you know, sell two or three games and then put it towards a new one, yeah, yeah. They and it's not practice, they still do not, not feasible at all because <laughs> <laughs> you're out $180 and you're putting, <laughs> putting like 25 bucks towards a new game, right? 60 bucks, right? <laughs> it's like, oh boy, I, yeah. I still have to spend a lot. Yeah, a lot more money. Yeah, it's like driving a car off lot. Yeah, instantly loses right? like a thousand dollars. Yeah, you, you take the game off the lot. And you lose. Yeah, it's 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 rough. Uh, but I mean, it, it the what what you asked about the the patch uh, releasing patches and mm. it kind of does feel like you're getting half of the game or part of a game. Yeah, and I mean that's just the way it's going to be as the, the the use of the internet and the Wi-Fi and all that stuff makes it so much more. Uh, available, mm. you know, it's a lot more, a lot easier to for people to uh, download your 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 patches or your games and stuff like that. So once we do the transition from a hard disk to full on, no, I hope online, not. No, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, I know. I know. Then, <laughs> then, then you know, every you know six months or so until the new one comes out, there's going to be a patch. Like the closer we get to a uh, altered carbon world. Mm-hmm. Like there's a point where the computer is literally like a contact they plug into their eye, and that's their to phone. Your eye. Yeah, it's that's not something. Wild. It's not like Futurama like where you know it. Yeah, <laughs> it's something yeah. like yeah, they just pop it in, and it's like there's the computer. Someone's calling. Joel's calling. It's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I love my physical discs, but yeah, yeah it, it is coming. I can definitely, especially in post production. Mm-hmm. I mean, the cloud with like five terabytes, and it's there. Other yeah. than a physical hard drive that could fail any time. Yeah, if 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 there ever gets to the point where it's not like a two hundred gig download for a game, yeah. where if they could put it under fifty, then it's gonna be then discs are gonna go up by the way. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and especially if if they you break up that two hundred gig download into you know four fifty or or eight twenty five gig, you could play a little bit and then you get to the next stop, download again. Instead oh, yeah. of instead of doing you know six hour downloads, it takes twenty five minutes, depending right. on the speed of your internet. Yeah, yeah, that's. So, but then that would be like, hey, you buy the first part for fifteen bucks or so. And then each part from there on, it's another five bucks. Right, that opens a whole nother can of worms. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. I mean, you have your convenience of just playing your game, but yeah. then they can just butcher it and chop it up to make it episodic. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I mean, it, it does, you know, the the whole concept of pay, of pay to play. Yeah. It just brings out a whole new meaning. It's not going to be loot boxes anymore. It's going to be, do you, can you afford or can you finish? Can you buy the, the next stage of this game? Yeah, yeah. It's something that, especially when it comes to streaming, not to make a tangent, but it's, yeah. it's a world where we don't really know the rules of yet. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the whole Scarlett Johansson suing. Like, we don't know what the line is. So to video games, is it going to be like, we don't know the line anymore? I think it's going to get to that point where the line is going to get blurred so much that we're going to have to reinvent what it is to be to play video games. Yeah. You know, it used to be you get this cartridge. Oh, no, it used to be like you get the console and you got one game for that console. <laughs> and then you, you came up with the idea of interchangeable cartridges and then discs and stuff right, like that. Right, and then it, right. inevitably, inevitably, we're going to leave the physical behind and go into the... Like the digital the realm. The digital realm, right, yeah. Right. Which also opens, like, VR. Yeah. I mean, AR. that's... AR. AR, right? And that's, that's a whole different ethical, scary thing. Because mm-hmm. is it something where it's like what's that movie? It's not gamer. It's uh, it's another. It's a is it surrogate? I think it's like everyone's in a chair and they all live another life because the world is shitty. That feel that sounds like the uh, an episode of, of like Black Mirror. Mirror right? <laughs> it, it's also Ready Player One. Yeah. Right. That that was the whole world was that they used that to escape mm-hmm. too. So it's, it seems like we're creeping towards that future to a degree. I mean, there's things called VR chat where you can be someone else. That's scary. Yeah. Like, you can just chat it up as like a little girl or something like that. That's terrifying. Yeah, that is terrifying. Um, I don't know why I used that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can be a ship. There, you can be ship. a tank. A talking <laughs> tank, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously a whole bunch of ethical um, questions we have to talk, we have to discuss before, you know, we do as a society make the leap into AR, VR. To the unknown. Yeah, to the unknown. Yeah. And then what if the AI gets there before we do? Oh, that's another avenue I didn't think about. The Facebook AI that yeah. created its own language because English, English was, was too inefficient. Was too inefficient. <laughs> what else was too inefficient? Breathing. Breathing. <laughs> life. <laughs> An atmosphere. Is that too inefficient? Carbon-based Carbon. life force. <laughs> Oh, my oh God. where were you when the robots took over? We're laughing about it during a yeah. podcast. <laughs> Just um, laughing about our, our impending doom. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were doing, uh, man. But yeah, like, and, they, and then then we start into the world of Terminators and right know, all the yeah. other shit. Which honestly, that looks like towards where we're. Yeah. Terminators. Yeah, I could see those. Ho- Do you see those dogs? Yeah. Do you see the one that's equipped. Mm-hmm. Like police dog ones. Yeah. It's like all black. Yeah. Scary. That's, some that, scary shit. Yeah. Imagine that chasing after you. 
I'd rather just kill myself. <laughs> How's it going to take you down? Is what's going to like puncture a lung? Puncturing lung. It's going to It's going to like scan me as I'm running away, and then it's going to shoot something, and then just and then I fall down, and I, I wake up with a reprogrammed mind. Oh my gosh, you're one of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh god. That's terrifying. <laughs> so uh, let's finish up with some trailers. Yeah. Well, I really only see two trailers. Let's talk about the the crazy one I showed you before we started. Like, oh, right, right. <laughs> so like Sabian, right? Sabian, Sabian films. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's this movie. I think out of like Scandinavia or Sweden <laughs> or some shit like that, where it's like yeah. a throwback to these old school '80s action films. <laughs> you know, the John McClane, the Rambo type of ones. <laughs> right. Predator. Right. But right. it's ramped up to like eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has muscles. The guy has muscles. The bad guy has muscles. The girl has muscles. What was it called? Last Man Down. Last Man Down. Yeah, you showed it to me prior. Yeah. And I just I couldn't stop. It's laughing. insane. Yeah. I kind of want to watch it. Yeah, yeah. I. <laughs> it, it's so uber masculine in terms of like this dude is super ripped, and then yeah. you know I think they're out in the wilderness, in the mm-hmm. snow, and he's wearing a tank top. As you do. As you should. I yeah, mean, as, yeah, you, as you if, should. Yeah, you had to show those, those guns, muscles, right? Right? Yeah. And then the bad guy comes in. Shredded. Right? <laughs> and then the one who comes in is his bad guy is supposed to be even more swole than yeah. he is. And he is. He has like a bulletproof <laughs> vest with like this. <laughs> Just think about Dwayne The Rock Johnson times two. <laughs> like if Dwayne The Rock Johnson had a kid with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, yeah. then that's what would come what, out. Yeah, Dwayne The Boulder Johnson. The Boulder Johnson. It's insane. Watch it. Um, it looks like it might have came out, come out already because the trailer was pretty old. Mm. But it's insane. And if you like those type of movies, like I was watching this movie and thinking like my dad would have loved this movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, mine too, especially. It's, it's something pure about those 80s action films right simple times simple uh, and yeah, that's better yeah. <laughs> that's a better it's a very simple time where you didn't think much about anything no and it's just you know kill this person and kill all of them or something like that yeah as grotesque as that sounds yeah i mean you brought me in one way or another so everybody you know or love will die <laughs> like everyone <laughs> everyone you know everyone is affiliated with, yeah, with you yeah, give me the protein shakes where are yeah. the protein shakes you mean your fucking dog will die. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy who the guy in the trailer looks like a combination of thor of thor like john mcclain's yeah. shirt uh, <laughs> uh was it rambo's voice and he he kind of looks reminiscent of um Wyatt Russell, what's it? The um, fucking what the dudes? He played a uh, ego, the the Living Planet. Oh, his oh, son. Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt Russell. Kurt son. Russell kind of looks like his son. Yeah, yeah, it does. Just, just genetically beautiful <laughs> face, symmetrical in yeah. every way. Ripped. <laughs> <laughs> just his eye, his eyebrows have muscles. That's, they, that's oh <laughs> God, dude! There's a scene in the trailer. Where he like opens this this uh, curtain and there's all these guns and I'm, and then he's there standing with this tank top and his other you know arms of guns I'm yeah. like why do you the guns look like pistols these are <laughs> these are like assault rifles Full and grenade launchers military grade right yeah and then but to next to him it's like <laughs> like why why do you need those guns you have yeah you're a weapon you could just flex and then the 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 shockwave of that just blows everything away. <laughs> 
<laughs> or this guy has like an AK, I don't know, a modded AK-47. I don't know, I think it's like an ARK or something or yeah. other. And, and, and he's like, it's steady as hell because he's so yeah. small. Recoil doesn't it's, exist. Yeah, <laughs> it, like, it just makes him stronger, you know. And the atrophy never goes. <laughs> Those mini workouts, he just absorbs them. <laughs> he does push-ups right after. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't but, know who the hell that actor is, but good on you, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Whatever steroids you're taking, <laughs> by all means. And where, where did you get them? Yeah, where do you get them? Can you, can you hook me up? Come on, <laughs> Scandinavian steroids. <laughs> yeah, it looks, it looks cool. It looks fun. It looks fun. In the sense that it's a, a classic throwback. Yeah, yeah. It's like, did you remember Rambo, right? We all know, know yeah. and love Rambo movies. And then, like, in 2008, there was another Rambo movie. Is that the one where he come he came back or something? Like he was helping missionaries. Such yeah, a in like Vietnam or some shit. Yeah, he's like, like, are you going up there? Like, yeah, there's a war up there. Like, I know. Will it changes something. You want to change it? It's like, yeah, not with a gun. You're not. Like, <laughs> that type of shit, you know? <laughs> it's that type of shit, and right. it was just just gratuitous violence for the sake of violence. Right. That, right and then this remember. is just this movie looks exactly like that. It's all it is is just violence for the sake of violence. Yeah. Holy oh, shit. Jesus, that's all right. Are you okay? Yeah. Hello? I'm, I have neighbors upstairs with me now, and it looks like at the beginning of the show, it looks like they were playing racquetball. <laughs> I think the guy's moving a dead body. I'm not oh. sure. But uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Series, trailer. Yeah. What do you think? I like it. Yeah? Yeah, I like I mean, it's a, it's a different tone from the other, you know, WandaVision and Falcon. Mm-hmm. And it looks campy. It does, but in that character, at least in the MCU, kind of feels like he's a little jokey, he's a little yeah. sarcastic, he's a little troll in a sense. Yeah, as much as I can tell, that is literally his comic book character, mm-hmm. and it's a really trolly kind of character. But the thing I mean, I'm interested in is Kate Bishop, yeah. in terms of how they're going to, from the comic Pass book. Pass the baton. Right. I like Haley Steinfeld. Yeah. She, she's Bumblebee. a good actress. Yeah, the, she was in Bumblebee. She was in a whole bunch of other movies. I like her as an actor. I was thinking maybe the 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 person who should take up the mantle as the new Hawkeye would be his daughter. Yeah, that's what I thought too, especially during the first scene where they're practicing. Yeah, yeah. Endgame. Yeah. For those who didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> the few in the caves. <laughs> yeah. The, the the reason the reasons why he didn't make three billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> how would they survive? Oh they no! <laughs> but it feels like it's a good. Do we know how long the series is? No, not the top of my head. So yeah. like six, Probably. maybe six, seven episodes. Yeah, eight at the most. Eight at the most. Yeah, which I hope not. I don't know if I'm old, uh-huh. but I do. My TV shows feel good around twelve, just to round out those you know those narratives and stuff like that. Okay. But eight um, seems well. If it's eight for an hour an episode, 10. 10. oh, that's right. They are an hour an episode. So, yeah, maybe ten. 10 yeah, so 10. you you feel like you get enough opportunity and enough time to be able to flush your story out properly. Yeah. And the 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 the, the trailer did give me a sense that it's going to be a good passing of the baton series to like close out his character. Yeah, yeah. In in the comic, I don't read it, but I know of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I think I think when Hawkeye disappeared, I don't know. I think he, as characters in Marvel do, and they come back immediately. Yeah. But he disappeared. Kate Bishop is the one who took over the Hawkeye mantle. But in the show, it looks like it's it's the Ronin 
that she, she takes okay. instead of the Hawkeye character. And then he tries to correct that. Right, he tries to correct that. Which is weird, because did she, like, steal his outfit, too? Because it looks like it's too big for her. <laughs> That's true, it does. Yeah. Um, I would like to see more... I would like them to focus more on the whole Ronin aspect of those five years where he did lose his mind a little bit. Right, he just went on a killing spree, didn't he? Yeah. Or he um, went all Azriel on <laughs> Japan. Yeah. <laughs> but not just Japan, fucking Mexico and like a whole oh, bunch right, of right. places where he was fucking people up. That's true. They did say like they found like a warehouse of all dead Bodies people. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh my God, Clint, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when does this come out? L- later this year, no? no November. November? Yeah. So, good in time for Christmas something yeah. to watch during the cold um, cold months cold. yeah the colder months of the year right unless you're you're listening to this in the southern hemisphere <laughs> and if you are shout us out man come on yeah come on Help pass the baton <laughs> <laughs> um, which we could talk about how WandaVision won an Emmy Right. It's like three Emmys, right? Three Emmys? Three Emmys, I believe. Well, I think... one that really matters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, they won an Emmy for, I think, Best... Supporting? Best Supporting or Music or something or other. Well, they always win. Well, the, the ones that aren't surprising to win is like special visual effects and right. music and right. that type of stuff. What does stand out is when a, a comic book property wins one of the, the big ones, you know? Yeah. Like when Joker won Best Actor. Yeah. Uh, and then Joker won Best Supporting Actor <laughs> and yeah. or Dark Knight. Yeah. So it, that kind of makes the, the blip. So now that we have a uh, best... Uh, let me just double yeah, check. Yeah, can you double yeah. check? <laughs> I don't, personally, I don't keep up with the Emmys. I'm sorry. I don't either because yeah. it's all a joke. It's all right. insider trading type of shit. Right. It's all pats in the back. No offense, but you know, you, you have I, your don't due. Get me wrong. I would love to win an Emmy. Right. I would. Right. <laughs> Vote. Yeah. Pop Salsa for a number one upcoming podcast. The, the podcast Emmys. And, <laughs> dude, is there podcast Emmys? The potties? The potty? Really? <laughs> well, I mean... The potties sound like something else. <laughs> okay, so WandaVision, this is uh, according to Pop Culture website. Pop Culture. WandaVision makes uh, Emmy Awards history for Marvel Studios and blah, 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 for, to win an Emmy. Well, seriously. Sunday's primetime. There two trophies this week in primetime creative mm-hmm. arts Emmys. Mm-hmm. Very... Creative arts. So creative the arts. the two that it won was a creative arts and then one a real Emmy to say right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Was the real Emmy? What was the real Emmy? Uh, was it because of Agatha? It was probably, Agatha. I think so. Oh. Uh, congratulations to creative teams behind Marvel Studios WandaVision on their Emmys win. Emmy winner outstanding fantasy fantasy slash sci fi costumes mm. filmed before a live studio o- audience. Oh what? Wow. It was. I, uh, outstanding production design for a narrative program half hour yeah yeah it was let's see what else I mean it was like if you're a fan of the history of like I Love Lucy so it says here it's great lead actress in a limited or anthology series mm-hmm. directing for a limited or anthology series or movie limited or anthology series supporting actress there you go right. and then lead actor so I don't know if these were the, what they were nominated for it shows up here. Oh, mm, I see. So it's supporting actress, which is Catherine Han. Han. Yeah. So yeah, here it goes. Nominee. These are the nominees. Catherine Han, Renee. I think since this Sunday are the Emmys, then we're gonna know if if they won the like the legit Emmys, not the. Oh, these creative. are nominations. Yeah, these are oh, nominations. That's right. So they the the creative Emmys, the ones that 
people like you and me would get <laughs> right like working well not you and me but like people who we aspire to you know work on stuff yeah. like this yeah we would uh not again not we but you know right that's, the, that's the feel, <laughs> the feel. <laughs> but then like the pretty people who who are in front of the camera then they win the, <laughs> right, right. the, the above the line people. yeah, yeah. Above the line. <laughs> uh but um you know that's that's a good sign Things are moving in the right direction, regardless of what we think of the, the, the awards. Yeah. Um, like we said, like I said, I would love to win. I would like to be an EGOT winner, to tell you the truth. Mm, that would um, be cool. But um, if it never happens, then I'm not going to do it. Yeah, it's, it's nice to have recognition. Yeah, it is. It's, it's yeah. nice to, to, to have people say, yeah, we appreciate your work. Yeah, but I'm and sure they don't build their career towards that recognition. No. Like, they just work. It happens. Yeah. So I'm sure some people do like yeah. fucking Spielberg. Like I'm sure every he? movie he makes, he plans to win an Oscar or some kind. Wow, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I mean, the directors, I feel like uh, those above the line, mm-hmm. like they have motives. Yeah, to justify their you know seven hundred million dollar yachts. <laughs> oh no, of that sort. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? I think we talked, touched on everything. Yeah, just um, about twins sequel. I'm excited. Three cool. I'm excited. You are? Yeah. Tracy, Tracy Morgan? Tracy Morgan, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold and Danny DeVito. They're all like 100. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> They've aged with me and make me feel better. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> it just seems like a like a very... like. It's grasping at straws. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember they floated this idea around with Eddie Murphy. Oh, like, yeah. That like would be cool. Like five or six years ago. Did he drop out because of coming to America, too? I don't think so. This, this was before Coming to America 2 was even an idea, uh, I think. That one was pretty good. Coming to America 2? Yeah. You saw it? Yeah. I never really liked the first one, so I didn't watch the second the one. The first one was really rough. I watched it back to back, and the first one, and then the second one looks nothing like the first <laughs> one, but it's it's the fact that they brought everyone from the first one back to the second was impressive. I mean, well, how, I mean, how, how many fucking Wesley Snipes was, you know, flipping burgers at... Burger King, so well, they, offer him a job. Yeah, <laughs> of course, he's gonna say even yeah. um, oh, the Nick Fury. Oh, Samuel uh, Jackson? Jackson's in the first one. Yeah, yeah, and then I, he comes back. No, I'm just no. saying he's in the first no. one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like coming to America was what early '90s, late yeah, '80s, late like '80s. That? Yeah, it's so, re- it's a really rough watch. At I that, mean, a lot of it has very aged. dated. Yeah, very. well, there, there's a scene where it's uh. John, James Earl Jones, mm-hmm. James Earl Jones, right? James Earl Jones, and he's like, like, oh, have you been having sex with your uh, ball washers? I know I have, <laughs> and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> it's just out of nowhere, you know, kind of like, okay, that's cool. Or yeah. it's when uh, um, it was the one in uh, Lethal Weapon. It's Danny Glover, Donald Glover, Donald, Donald Glover, Glover yeah. and his uh, Passion of the Christ. Uh, Mel uh, Gibson. Mel Gibson, and then you know Mel Gibson, you know, calls someone uh, the bad way to call a gay guy, like just out of nowhere. The bad way to call. Yeah, a gay I, don't, guy. I didn't want to say it, you know. The F word. The, the new F word. You know, it, yeah. it sounds like nougat. It uh, runs with nougat. A bundle of sticks. A bundle. Right. Right. It's a cigarette, but half of it. Yeah. Right. But well, it, isn't it a single? Oh, right, it is. Single. Oh, then what's the plural of it? No, wait. A single. A Lucy is a single. Oh. I think well, the, the, the it's just, just a singular, singular. It's just the one, but yeah. multiple. Wouldn't it be like hey, you can have a bundle of 
Sticks. Sticks. <laughs> anyway, it, it, it doesn't. It's dated. Yeah, obviously. very. I can, clearly, yeah. those movies. A lot of those movies from the from that era are super dated. Yeah. Like, I was watching. Um, the fuck was I watching? I don't remember. But it was. It was. A, oh, Roger Rabbit. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh wow, classic. Very much so. Yeah. But it's super dated. As yeah. Well. It it holds up because you you still have the mystery of you know, who framed Roger Rabbit. Right. But you know, just seeing. And then the technology of shooting it, you know, and then the, that whole aspect of um, merging two major uh, animated properties, yeah. Disney and Warner Brothers. Right, right. You know, Mickey Mouse is interacting with, with uh, Bugs Bunny. Right, right, right. So there's a lot of that stuff that's still interesting. But Crazy it, how easy it was to just, you know, yeah. let's team up. Yeah, and which was surprising to me because, like, it's on Disney+. Plus, and I'm surprised that it's not also on HBO Max. Interesting. Hmm. So, but again, the movie is yeah. isn't all that well. <laughs> and then I, again, I saw Fun with Dick and Jane. Um, oh right, which is a remake of a like I think a movie from the '60s, but the remake was starring Jim Carrey and Tay Leone. Mm. But that movie, nah, <laughs> it's funny. The premise is still funny. Yeah. Jim Carrey's you know ninety percent of the time is funny. Yeah, not a lot of it lands. But not a lot of it lands. Well, so. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. So you know, take these. Take these movies with a grain of salt. Yeah. When you're rewatching them. Yeah. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, that's our show <laughs> for this week. Is there anything else you want to talk about? No, that's a. Uh, the Eraser reboot. Oh my god. <laughs> eraser. <laughs> Looking at the list. Yeah. And it's like right above. It's the only thing we didn't talk about, right? Yeah. Eraser. Yeah, we talked about pretty well, except for the Nick Jack, Cage. Right, Nick Cage and Jackass. But, but yeah, yeah, Eraser with Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the day. Did you see that? Yes, I have. I did. I have. I, I did. I was reading the, the trailer. I was reading the article you, you posted, and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then I started seeing the trailer, because I thought it was going to be like a trailer for the new one. Uh -huh. I saw that it was the old school way of shooting trailers. Right. And then, then I kept reading the article, and I was like, okay, now I got to see this trailer. <laughs> and it's kind of reminiscent. The, the plot like seems like it's there, but I yeah. don't really remember watching it. And yeah, it's just it looks insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's weird. It really and it just surrounds a gun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean a gun. I mean the well the premise is like Arnold Schwarzenegger can quote unquote erase you, which is basically you know fake your death. Fake your death. Yeah. So and then out of nowhere there's a gun that shoots through walls, and for some reason that takes premise. I mean with a large enough caliber, any any. Oh, well, it doesn't ha wall. it doesn't have a caliber. That's the thing. It so, fires at energy balls. Oh, that, like a pulse gun. Yeah, that can like give you a heart attack. And can shoot through <laughs> oh, walls. Shit. Yeah, and and, and then this for some like reason. A fart gun. <laughs> exactly. It's like who did it? Oh my god! And that the gun takes hijacks the plot, and then it's well, the, the plot. The sentient gun. That's, it's not a sentient gun, but. They want this gun so bad that they're willing to kill for oh it. Oh, my God. And at some point, you know, Arnold, in typical Arnold fashion, dual wields it and starts mm, killing everyone, you know. Goes all Arnold on, right. on, on people. Yeah. And that's Eraser, but there's a reboot that nobody... And, like, I know we say nobody asked for, but... but really nobody asked literally for Literally no one asked for this. And somebody must have. I mean, there's Maybe. a reason why somebody's making it. Could be... The greatest movie we've never gonna see. <laughs> it, it could isn't. be a cult classic. It could be. There yeah, could be callbacks to the original Eraser. Oh, who knows? Arnold Schwarzenegger might make an appearance, <laughs> reprise his role that made him like. Uh, <laughs> being sarcastic. It's gonna be his uh, an appearance like in the Terminator movie. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> 
Oh my god. Yeah, or I was going to say Predator, but they replaced them at the last minute, didn't they? Yeah, the Predator the 2. New one? No, the oh, old one oh, with uh, oh, Donald Glover. Danny Glover? Yeah, Dan Donald Glover. Right, the one that's in the city. Uh-huh. And it's super also 80s. Because mm-hmm. everyone, every all of the cops have like a personalized gun for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Very narco gun type of shit. <laughs> like mine has a revolver and a scope. It's like, why do you need a scope on your gun? Mine is seek, miss, heat, seek, heat, seek, heat, seek, heat, seek, heat, seek, no, wait, what is it? Heat seeking missiles, there you go. There you go, yeah, nice <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, but that's it, that's all I yeah. just wanted to touch up on. I mean, Nick Cage, you want to talk about Nick Cage? Probably? Oh, Nick Cage, the fact that he's never going to retire. I don't see why not. I mean. Go for him, keep going. Yeah, if you if you can, you found your niche, which is weird. Then. Yeah. And then, like, all, all the accounts that he has had, like, a trouble pass. Cage. Mm. And if he says that making movies, you know, keeps him on the straight and narrow, then why not? You know, oh, yeah. he's happy and they, by no means he's picky with his choices. So no, no. I want him to be Ghost Rider again, though. Oh, that would be dope. Yeah, he really was invested in that role. Yeah. I mean, well, it, it all stemmed from him going to play Superman. Oh, that's right. I remember that the with the mullet, the, the mullet, the mullet. Yeah, yeah. he was like super skinny. And stuff. There's a picture of him out with the with the suit on. Oh, oh, yeah, I, I do. I remember that. Yeah, yeah that so when sick. that fell, fell through, he always had the fascination of playing a, a superhero. The same thing with uh, Ben Affleck and Batman, Daredevil. Oh, yeah. He wanted, oh, to play, he wanted to play Batman, but at that time, there wasn't any inkling that there's going to be another Batman movie. So he's like, fuck it, I'm just going to do Daredevil. Which is a shame. I mean, I say what you will with Affleck. I did like his rendition. Yeah. I mean, most of the Bruce Wayne like, I pretty much like. Yeah. But yeah, his 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 rendition of a grizzled veteran, bats and yeah, it was and then Luke 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 Cage. I was Nick gonna say Cage. Luke Cage. Nick Cage. Yeah, Nick Cage's uh, Ghost Rider was pretty good as well. I yeah. liked him as. I like the first one. The second one kind of fell yeah. off the rails. Yeah, the first one. The what the scene where he's like transforming. And that, that was pretty cool. Really cool. Yeah. He was like yeah, yeah. really getting into you know tearing off his skin and stuff like that. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, but then again, it's a movie that um, you're looking at it now. It's probably gonna be super dated. Yeah. Not just the the the, the script and everything, but like the CGI and all that stuff. That's yeah. That's that's true. Which is weird. I I, I feel like the CGI was better than most. Just the transformation. What? Yeah. It probably that's looks aged now. That's true. At the time, for sure. Well, it came out 2003 or something like that. Four. Right. Well, just look at to the 2003 Hulk. It looked like Green Laffy Taffy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Ang Lee. Yeah, Ang, Ang Lee's. Ang Lee's. Yeah. yeah. With yeah. Eric Bana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always sees the greenness. He throws a boulder at me. <laughs> he throws a boulder. <laughs> and then I like the Marvel fans, no offense, uh, grasping at straws. You know, it was because of Thor. Like, oh, and then there's a poodle. Cut the shit. <laughs> just cut the shit. <laughs> there's a poodle where it's like they're all huge. Out poodle. Yeah, yeah. Of that swole-ass poodle. Didn't they explain that the it was because of jellyfish that he became like that? Like some sort of genetically mutated jellyfish what? or something? The poodle? No, the, or the Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. And then trying to recreate it into the poodles and uh, uh, it's he throws a rock at, he the, throws sky. A rock at the sky <laughs> like so, somehow somewhere is having a bad day a no. fucking a boulder lands <laughs> he, on your car yeah he lands like you know that's a, that's a perfect Stanley ca- cameo you yeah. know just like oh you know we should oh. watch that commentate on it what the Ang Lee the Ang Lee Hulk 
I gave, the, I gave you the dirtiest. <laughs> I mean, uh, like, not sober, right? Of course not. Not sober. <laughs> of course not, man. We have to have fun with it. Because <laughs> sober is going to be agony. Yes. Thank you for listening. I've been your host, Joel. And I've been your co-host. Ernesto. Ernesto. Hello. Yeah. Uh, follow us on whatever social media we have. Now. Yes. Yes.